0: Yeah. Do I sound way louder than I normally do, Sue?
1: Um, well, I don't know. I had the sound all the way on low when you started, and I bounced it all the way to high as you were talking, yeah. and that made me. so. I you sounded I a little okay. bit loud
2: when you came in. Uh, it seems to be more normal now.
0: I'm doing it differently. Usually I have my mic on a stand, and I'm just holding it tonight, so I'm not sure if that's going to change things or not, but unless it sounds good.
1: It'll be fun. No worries. I don't know where Trisha is. I've sent her. Oh, she oh, said she she just she's came online. on the phone. I told her I was going to boot her out of the call so it didn't accidentally call her. Mm-hmm. Show. We have to remember how to do this.
0: I never remember how to do this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hello.
2: Step one. Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. We have an echo with Trisha. That'll be fun. All
3: right. Maybe I'll turn you down. But maybe that'll be better.
1: Okay. How's that? Testing, testing. I think that's better.
3: Okay, I turned you down.
1: Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce.
3: (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to be in my room. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Hold on.
4: (laughs) Not a problem. (laughs) I uh, put the link in the
1: chat if anybody needs it.
3: Sorry. Sorry. Someone stayed up way too late last night, and it is just overly emotional and extremely tired.
1: Aw, poor kiddo. And does he start school tomorrow, or is he already started? He already started school. Uh, Calvin starts tomorrow. Uh okay. And he's just, you know, he's used to staying up until, like, 2 o'clock in the morning and getting up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I think he has to be at work at, like, or at school at 8, 8.30 tomorrow. <laughs> he's yes. just gonna die. Well, Ulrich oh, is is an early bird. He stayed
3: he stays up He stayed up until yeah, probably like 1, 1.30 last night, and he was up by 6.30 this morning. Oh, he's an yeah. early bird. He's always gotten up around like 6 o'clock, 6.30 in the morning. So oh. he's like extremely tired. He took like, like a quick five-minute nap while we went to Best Buy to see if I could buy a computer, and he fell asleep door, on our way over. I'm like, oh, this is not a good sign. No.
0: Hey, can you hear me? Yes? Yes. Okay, good. I've been screaming hello for the last five minutes. <laughs> what did you do? Oh, well, there, there. I don't know. I'm like, for like the first like five times I did it, I'm like, wow, everyone's really engrossed in their conversations. They don't have time to answer.
1: <laughs> no, we didn't know we were. You. You, you made yourself louder too. Oh, good. Is that bad? <laughs> no, I don't think so.
0: This is like a, okay, I'm podcasting with my cat tonight. This is new. Which one? Chuck, well. We're letting him sleep in the bedroom this week because we had an incident with Chuck. Our cabinets are in, but our countertops tops aren't in, so we have cardboard countertops. Uh They cut pieces of cardboard, and they put them on top, but behind the Lazy Susan, there's just a hole, and Chuck fell in the hole. (laughs) So now we can't let Chuck be downstairs unsupervised because he will end up ruining my Mm -hmm. kitchen. So, we're letting him sleep in the bedroom with us, which is fine because he's a lug until three o'clock in the morning. He decides he wants to eat breakfast. And if you don't feed him, he will climb on top of you and start whacking you over the head until you feed him.
4: <laughs> yep. Oh. My, but, my, cat,
3: my cat makes looks you right in the nose. She yeah. lays on top of you and looks you.
0: Oh. No, he, he cuddles with Danielle and then he comes over and bites and hits me because to get food. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that... But it's he usually fine. Yeah. He, no, he does. He does. He knows. But now he. But the other 17 hours of the day, he's an angel, and he's like he's sleeping in the middle of my bed right now. So I'm podcasting around the cat.
1: Nice. You. Anybody hear the static? Yeah. You picked up some funky <laughs> static while you were talking, but it seems oh, I did? to have gone away. So I don't know what yeah. you did. Were you petting? I don't know. Cat? Were, you petting? I was gonna say, were you petting? I actually the haven't cat? moved.
0: I, I haven't moved. The cat's just kind of laying there, staring at me. He's a little he's a little alarmed right now. I think he just woke up and realized
2: he's in the middle of a podcast.
1: Ah, and Scott, are you still here cuz you got off the Yeah, client. I'm okay.
2: here. I just haven't been contributing in the last, past couple minutes.
1: That's cool. I just wanted to make sure
2: I haven't been contributing in the past 50 episodes. So, <laughs> yes, I'm reading some of the 500 plus uh, messages that were waiting for me on Skype cuz I haven't signed in for a few days. Oh, so, okay. uh,
1: yeah, that'll do it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that will do it. Well, we don't have Ryan for very long tonight, so I think we should start, unless Trisha has some amazing Jen-type story that she needs to share with us. I don't know. When's the last time I talked to you guys? <laughs> Two stories ago, I'm sure.
3: As a lot has happened, I can't remember. Them.
1: Okay. Well, that's cool. That's
3: cool. <laughs>
2: Maybe no, may come no up with ta- the course of things, who knows.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. no tiger bomb, no tiger bomb incidents, so. Uh, oh, that's good, yeah. that's good. Oh, oh, our great ran a 5k this weekend with Wearing me. Wearing
1: his helmet, no
4: less. Yes,
3: oh. yeah. Good it for was him. Eight, It was 80 degrees and humidity was unreal. Yeah. And so, luckily enough, there wasn't that many hills. So he, he's, he's running, he's doing a good job. Because I hate running with him because I turned into mummy dearest. And because he starts to whine. Well, he didn't start whining. Well, but around mile two, he grabs a hold of my hand. Mark's <laughs> 11. And I'm thinking, what the hell? And I look over and I mean, he, I mean, the whole entire time I'm making sure he's okay. I'm talking to him because I'm just worried because he has a damn helmet, football helmet on his right, head. I
1: can't see him.
3: Yeah. And plus the thing is you get, where does your heat go? Out of your head, right? Well, it's all going to be stuck there. Well, he grabs a hold of my hand at one point in time. I mean, it was a really, really, it was a really crowded area, and I'm like, at first I thought it was him, but then I realized I'm like, he's really warm. I'm like, well, I got all just up this little hill. There's going to be water. He looks at me and he goes, "Let's run it." I'm like, "You want to run the hill?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah." So he runs the hill. So we get into the water. I'm so he kind of lifts up his helmet said, drink it. I know. he so, I mean, this is why it was ice cold, and I dumped it right
4: over his head. He got I
3: <gasps> because he freaked me out, because I never, I mean, didn't expect him to hold, like, to hold my hand right in the middle of a race. Right. But um. he did really well in EPR, too. So,
1: hmm. PR means uh, personal record. I was gonna, I was going to ask because I had no idea what that meant. Yeah,
2: public relations. He went and talked to the he went uh, camera to Public people.
1: relations people. I understand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and history was made today. I guess my aunt and uncle were on Diana Nyad's entourage as she swam from Cuba to Florida today. So that was pretty exciting for our family because well, I knew my aunt and uncle were one of her boat team. So, huh. very cool. Yeah, and she did it. 64 years old. That's a long way to swim. Yeah. Hell, I'll probably, I'll probably drown in the first mile.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I can swim from one end of a pool to the other, so, you know.
4: <laughs> yeah. It was... I'm better than Scott. <laughs> yeah.
2: I might if I tried. Who knows? Most of the time might. I get in a pool, I just sort of walk around.
1: My grandma did that. My grandma was a big enough woman that... She just bobbed in the water, so she could start at the shallow end and walk to the deep end, and all she had to do was walk, and she just floated. She huh. She never swam. She just walked around. It didn't matter where she well, was. Well,
3: that's good. That's great exercise, though, too. Yeah. Me, I sink. I have to work, like if I try to do the aqua jogging, I have to put I had to put on a little like little like, vest thing mm. because if not, I just completely sink. Mm-mm. I don't know how to float.
1: Oh. Ryan, what's the matter?
0: I've been yelling hello for the last five minutes. I must have a very interesting setup tonight. Mm. I just want to say this before you lose me again. Okay. Trish is is running up hills with her kids and dumping water on people. This woman's swimming from Havana to the United States. Last night, I scrubbed my tile for like 30 minutes and was winded.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You need to get out more.
0: I need to get out more. I swear to God.
1: When you come to my house... We'll let mm-hmm. you
0: clean the chicken coop. Okay, <laughs> that's a I, great can, honor, I'm sure. Can I? What's the thing that you do at night with the chickens? You put out the chickens. You put the chickens in. You, you, you put. Yeah, eat you the just chick- lock would, them you, up. You, you, you lock, lock up the chickens.
1: You could handle that.
0: No, I'd screw it up because I forgot what you're supposed to do with the chickens. I'd like release the chickens. So <laughs> <Well, laughs> would be see, chickens. No, it doesn't like, work. We'll release
1: because the house. The chickens. Yeah,
0: that's I'm thinking of. I'm Have thinking a built-in clock.
1: See, people see people get really confused. We have pet sitters come and we say. All you have to do is close the door. Well, how do you get them in there? You don't have to worry about it. They go to bed on their own. Well, how do you get them in there? Chickens have an internal internal clock. And when it starts getting dark, they go, oh, it's bedtime. And they go to bed. And then they're in a stupor all night. So you can catch them in the middle of the night because they're like comatose until the morning comes. They, They totally shut off in the dark. So they're real easy. And even if you forgot to lock them in, they'd put themselves away. It wouldn't be a problem. Unless someone came in to eat them.
2: <laughs>
4: That's the only yeah, reason. Yeah, the we locking them
2: is up. more for that.
1: Yeah, the locking is to keep them safe, not
3: to keep What them if you, in. what if you had a like really dark day? Do they just stay inside the whole entire time like in a stupor?
1: No, it's to do with the night. Okay.
3: It, must have like a night. Like, so if it's cloudy, the, the
0: chickens don't just stop? No. All right. Okay. No, solar-powered I was wondering that too. Yes, yes we have solar-powered
3: chickens. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, yeah, i kind of, yeah, like that. green it kinda, It's nice. kind of like a bird thing. You got to put put the blanket over the over mm-hmm. the cage. Yeah, that's, no, yeah. that's
0: it. Oh huh. man, that's fun. I learned so much. <laughs> Come visit. You'll learn more. All right. I haven't All done right. one of these Come in like 50 years. will make you
4: do a 5K.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what, I'll say while you and your son are running the 5K, I'll scrub your groat. How's that?
3: Okay, you know what? I you go I would take that in a heartbeat.
0: Well I did it because you know, 'cause we're renovating our kitchen and we wanted to rip up the tile. We had a new tile picked out that was gonna go with the with the kitchen, it was fantastic. Because if you come to my house, I have tile in my kitchen and in my hallways off of the kitchen. And when you look at the hardwood in the rooms next to it, the tile's much higher. Like it mm-hmm. goes down into because every time the floor has been replaced in this house, they keep building on the old floor. Right. So it keeps mm-hmm. getting higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. But apparently they did a really good job of of cementing it down because you can't, like if I were to try and rip up this tile, it would cost me like twelve thousand dollars, and they might not even get it all up because it's in there so good. Mm-hmm. And it's this ugly white tile with dark, almost dark gray, almost blackish grout, and it just it's and the cabinets are dark, so it's really it, it's like night and day, and it just looked weird. So I I wasn't happy. I couldn't replace the tile. But then we realized the tile is actually not that bad. It's the grout has not been cleaned in like 20 years. Mm. So it's like 17 layers too dark. So we scrubbed the hell out of it last night and now I love my kitchen. So it worked out well.
1: Cool. Okay. I was going to say, how much higher is the hardwood? Because you could just tile over your tile.
0: It's or already, but- yeah, you're, I don't think you're really supposed, you could, but you're not really supposed to do that, but it's high. It's, it's high now. Okay. So it would get even higher, and at some point, oh, the tiles
1: higher than the than the hardwood. Yes, yes. I thought harder. it was the other way around. Oh no, 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 the wood no. Is yep, harder, yep. higher than that. And I was going to say, just oh, yeah. catch it
0: up to the wood. Yeah, the tile. You know, the tiles they just keep building on top of it. So the tiles higher, higher. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I cleaned barn boards today of all kinds of very strange things and lots huh. of poor spiders to put up in the new greenhouse, and it looks really. Nice. My brother did a beautiful job. Awesome.
3: But, we found- I didn't hardly clean at all, I did laundry. Two-
1: I got one load of laundry done, it's still in the dryer. (laughs) We, we got two boards that have writing on them. And one, we think says, Garrett saw a bear, June 7th. The only thing we could actually read was June 7th.
0: We know who Garrett is, right? Uh, No clue. Was he eaten by the bear?
1: No clue. It's Hmm. just written on these old boards. And hmm. some numbers. Imagine
0: yourself if a bear was coming at you and you realized you didn't have much time left and the one thing you write down is Garrett's are a bear. Mm-hmm. It's like George is very upset. You wouldn't think you talk about yourself in third yeah. person, but you never know.
4: Who knows? Yeah. And
1: then the, uh, the other thing it's, we think it was going to say has. It's, we have A-L-V-E-S and we did find an H on another board, but the next to the H was a straight line. So we're not quite sure what they were trying to write. I mean, they're really bad spellers. Well, it Mm. could be. These are really old boards from almost a 100 years ago, so it's very possible. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I'll I'll check that out when I come in. Okay. That can be like my thing. I'll decode your boards. You can decode the boards? Awesome. Because the grout won't take me that long. (laughs) Cool. Service I offer.
1: All right. Well, I think we should start this so we can at least let you talk about it a little bit before you have to leave us. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So, let's see. Scott did it last time, and, and actually Scott, do you want to do it again? Cause you've got the whole family of podcasts thing down. You're you're a good Robert. Right, uh,
0: there's at least two of us with the family of podcasts. Alright, let's do it.
2: Stay on weekly. Where
3: would you like to start, Sue? <laughs> well, let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome. My resolutions for this Potterfic Weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to
1: Potterfic Whatever. Hello, <laughs> Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott?
2: <laughs> okay, what did I miss? Am, Am I surrounded kid? by Hufflepuffs?
1: you yes, are. You are. Yes, you are. <laughs>
4: Apparently, I'm
1: Jen, and I don't know my outfit. <laughs> no, she's the poster child for our podcast. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I snort. I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. (laughs) I think that's two, that could possibly be three. Moving right along.
3: I felt like a rock star.
1: Just really big
2: knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Autopic Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. But <laughs> <laughs> I was planning on getting ravished anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon snorkaxe? two of my favorite subjects. I love Snake. You are quite possibly clinically insane, <laughs> in the nicest sense of the word, of course. We <laughs>
4: always laugh before the end.
2: Potter where the story Welcome to Potter Pick Weekly, the podcast where we talk about Harry Potter fan fiction, the original podcast in the, that has now spun off its Probably not a morning show, because we're recording this at- Wait, 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 Let's
4: Scott, Scott, wait, no. hold on. Yeah. Something about a morning show?
2: <laughs> we lost me in the middle we of my- We lost stream? you in the
4: middle of this field. It was great. Yeah, you know, it was like, we yeah, came like, back, back like, to
0: an enthusiastic yeah, like, morning yeah. show! <laughs>
4: and it, it, sometimes when it does
1: that, nice. you you come back and it's just like stretch the word out and you I can put them together. But this one actually missed words, so I, I okay. I,
4: should I try again? I think you should. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I had a snort. Oh, that was
3: bad. Why well, was oh I snorted so much yesterday? It was unreal. It was bad.
4: You
2: always laugh before the end. Potter Weekly, where the story never ends. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Potter Weekly, the not at all morning show podcast where we record shows on Harry Potter fan fiction every week. Uh, we are spun off our own little family of podcasts with the Puffo Exchange on other Sorts of fandom things and Point of View Weekly, where the hosts talk about whatever they feel like talking about. And Thanks. today we are covering our second uh, second group of chapters in. in I believe I am.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Didn't work.
4: <laughs> you, you, okay. Second You're
1: group
0: of, water of chapters. chapters
4: <laughs> <laughs> in
0: Shadow
1: oh, Walks. Dear. Who, who wrote Shadow Walks? I forgot that. Lorian. In...
2: Lorian eight two nine.
1: Hey, yeah, there we go. You're Scott? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm Sue. I'm Trisha.
2: <laughs> and I'm back.
4: <laughs> Do
1: you
2: have, have Ryan? With us
1: <laughs>
0: I- I'm Ryan and I'm back. I come back every fifty episodes to make sure the blaze doesn't burn down. Okay.
1: Well
2: <laughs> <laughs> And we're glad to have you.
1: Ryan, I love that you're back for the beginning of this because chapter nine, we're we're starting tonight. Mm-hmm. The quote is there's no one in the universe as magical and as wondrous as you from Bonnie Tyler of Total Eclipse of the Heart.
4: Turn around. And every now and then I get a
0: little bit lonely
4: and you're never coming round.
0: Right. Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice. a puffer thing. <laughs> it's a, it's really a puffer thing. So, it's like a flip. That song has sold more like, tracks. Than all that
1: well, and it's so funny because it's also a leaky con thing. Five years
0: later the time we can I think we do it better though. I think we're more obsessed with it. We're like dollish. I mean, it's like,
2: we, we suck to it. I don't
3: know. Oh, oh the, the funny thing is, I'll listen to him Pandora on, on that work, and I'll hit the 80s section, and then I'll, a total crystal heart comes on. I start giggling, and I'm like, turn around. <laughs> One time I did it, i like, I said, I went, turn around, and there was my boss right behind me. I
1: screamed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have it's to remember.
0: I have remember what episode the football was because I remember I was, I was camping for the week, which means there was a microwave involved because I don't camp. But I remember I had no access, I was editing and I didn't have access to my sound effects. And I think I had like four sound effects to make this entire episode work. Mm-hmm. And one of the four sound effects was just the line, turn around. And literally if you listen to the, like I do like a two minute clip and in the background all it is is turn
2: around, turn around, turn, yeah. this is was all I had. So I remember that.
1: That's when, uh, was it, uh, uh, when Joe Biden was announced, I
0: think. It could have been, or it could be the one where Gen 2 was the I can't recall. Oh yeah. I think it might be the one. I think
1: it is that one. Yeah.
0: And,
1: and the popcorn episode, yes, because that was yes.
0: the other sound effect you had. <laughs> I had. I had popcorn turn around and like mic fall down hill. <laughs> so I used it on yeah.
4: Those are all good ones to have. Um. Yeah. So.
0: Alright, well
1: we're starting off with, uh, Harry has shown up at Remus' house. Now I have to tell you that this morning I listened to, to the clips of this one and then I'm listening to a Snape Hermione. I didn't realize oh. it was a Snape Hermione fic until I got into it, but I'm listening to a Snape Hermione fic at the same time. So this, so the Snape Hermione one ended and this started and it seamlessly went together. So I had no idea I had switched fics. <laughs> and I'm like, why is Harry
0: visiting Remus with a pensive? Wait a minute!
1: <laughs> I looked at my iPod. I'm
4: like, oh, I've switched. six. Okay.
1: I think
0: I have. I have a quick snary story for you. Do you? Okay. I just. I, I recently purchased an Apple TV. So the feature I like on it is that you can look at all the movie previews. Uh-huh. I like that. It came out in 1997, but it's new to me. Right. So I'm playing around with that tonight. I was watching the the trailer for The Butler. If you haven't seen the, it's in the theaters now. It's, it's about a really, um. Really and, good. And, yep. It's about I forget who play who plays the Butler. It's um. What's his name? Oh,
3: I know his name. Oh, 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 oh. Boris
0: Whitaker. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's Horace it. Whitaker. Sure. And, and if you haven't seen it, he's the butler at the White House over the course of, I think, 60 years or whatever. He's probably still there now. He's, he's there forever and ever and ever. And it's about his experiences. Oprah's in it, if that helps swing you. And no. I'm watching it. And is it the Alan Rickman plays Reagan? Yes. Alan Rickman Berg- so I'm watching this I'm watching it with with Danielle because he had-
3: wait, 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 wait! Alan, Alan
0: Rickman plays Reagan and he and- is dang good too you stay there I'm coming to you I uh, have a secret mission for you yes sir I like to send people money when they write me about their financial problems but my staff has been trying to get me to stop yeah, I think you could help me to this going. Absolutely, Mr. President.
4: I appreciate your help with this. And please
0: don't tell Nancy. And I'm pretty sure he has dialogue in like the the trailer, and I didn't know it was him until the end of the trailer when they they show like the, the and they show Oprah Winfrey and they show everyone's names, like who's in. Like Jane Fonda plays Nancy, which apparently has yeah. the right wing all for like two scenes. But, oh, apparently, yeah, that that, that
3: boy, pissed this, me off too. Sorry.
0: Ah, she's why four hundred people in the movie just three lines. But anyway, I'm watching this, and I and I, I well, I watch Newsroom too, so it's I have to draw a line somewhere. But um, so I see Alan Rickman. And I'm like Alan Rickman as Reagan. And I actually look, I looked at Danielle. And I'm like, if I can read Snary, I can handle Alan Rickman because I'm like Snape is Reagan, which is weirder, Snarry or Snape as Reagan? Just stop and think about it for a minute. It's a yeah, weird- that
3: is really that that is odd because I mean I'm sorry, Reagan wasn't. Handsome man, not that Alan Rickman's not handsome, but it is a different type of handsome. But they made him look so
0: great, really. Well, because co- well, oh, I'm watching yeah. it, and like, is it um, Bill, Bill Murray is in it? And, and he plays, Bill, it, uh, no, who, who? it's not Bill Robin Murray, Williams. it's
4: Robin Williams.
0: Did you go to an all colored school, Cecil? I didn't go to school. Rob, I'm sorry, Robin Williams, he plays like a bald president. I'm watching this, I'm like, which president was on chemo? Because I'm trying to figure out watching the trailer who this is. Because I'm like, is it LBJ? But he wasn't bald. Like, I can't figure I out. I can't remember
1: who. who he was
0: now. Well, there's like the was, young president, with the white.
1: Hang on, I got to find
4: Trisha okay. again. Yeah.
1: Hello? There you are.
3: Okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. We went to Robin Williams. Robin Williams is
1: what? I'm looking at him. I right
0: don't know now. who he is, because I'm, yeah, I'm watching this. I'm like, okay, that's Jack Kennedy, because I can tell because his wife is standing directly next to him, so I know who he is. I know who Reagan is, but in the middle, there's a bald guy. I'm like, LBJ? Like, I'm like, who the hell are you supposed to be? But for Reagan, he's dead on, but it's just, it's, Snape is Reagan. It's weird.
1: <sighs> oh, but he was, I'm gonna have to so look it was that. a really, really good movie, and I recommend everybody see it. Was he ice? But the cool
0: thing about, uh... Could have been, Maybe. he. I mean, that's honestly that's the closest I can think of. But I thought it was implied that he and Cuba Ju- Gu- with
1: Cuba Gooding Junior.'s in Jr. it, <laughs> and uh, it flashed at me as I was doing. Robin Williams was Dwight Eisenhower.
0: Yeah, that would you know why because I thought the way it showed it was that he started with Kennedy, so I'm like going forward from Kennedy. But yeah, Eisenhower would work.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, John yeah. Cusack's in it. He was
0: Richard Nixon. Can see that.
3: I can see. I can see Alan Rickman as Richard Nixon. Not.
0: No, um, show her yeah. a picture. So we'll, we'll talk about her, Hermione in a minute. Someone get Trisha a picture of Reagan as Snape. Or hold on, that, that's not <laughs> right. <laughs> Snape is Reagan. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm sure Google Reagan. Like that hold on, I'm Googling Here, I got Reagan. It, I, got Snape. It,
1: I got it. I got it. Oops. Oh dang it! You said Snape, and that's what I clicked on instead of Reagan.
0: Here we go. I got.
1: Oh, she really
0: does look good. <laughs> They did a really good job with it. Holy well, night- shit! Yes, <laughs> yeah, <I'm> seriously. <laughs> no know. to Edward, which basically means Sue. I think instead of the Harry Potter logo for this episode, we should have Snape as Reagan. As Snape is the Reagan? Arc- you should episode. see this one. All right, wait. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you this one because well, it's interesting because he's actually closer in age to Reagan than he is to Snape. I know. <laughs> so <it> kind of works. <laughs> he's supposed to be like 32 years old in Harry Potter. Doesn't so, work as well. This is
1: him with Jane. Wow, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he was—he was really good in it.
0: And, she actually looks like Nancy Reagan in that. Well, I guess mm-hmm. the hair. I mean, you don't really have to do a lot, but he's got kind of like the smile.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, and spoiler—it was the two of them that kind of ruined it for the butler guy. Oh, really? That's all I'll say.
2: Because it's based on a true story.
1: Yes, it right.
2: is. Oh, that Reagan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the nose isn't quite right because those—that's one of the favorite.
1: I think that's uh, what's—that's kind
3: of
2: like yeah, pushing the off is the nose. Right. The only yeah. problem we have is yeah. it's Alan Rickman's nose, but
1: yeah. Well, you know, you can't quite get rid of Alan Rickman's nose, so.
3: Uh, they—they they did do refines
1: or They got rid of
2: Voldemort's nose. That's yeah. no true. <laughs> true. Yeah, but that they were, you know. <laughs> and he's it also. With a fictional one. Uh, 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 no, it's I mean, possible. It you take... Realistic.
3: Yeah, it's CG, can, it's, man. Put a bunch of question. dots on him.
0: Here's the question. Could they give Voldemort Reagan's nose? If the answer is yes, then I don't see what the problem is. Oh,
3: uh,
4: they
0: probably yeah. could have. Well, there you go. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. Budget, probably. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they didn't make Harry Potter's eyes
1: green. They're blue. That's true. <laughs>
0: I wonder if that was just a thing where they're like, you know what, we're just too exhausted to do that. Like, we could, we could hire an
1: They tried to do it with contact lenses, and he was allergic to the contact lenses. It turned out he was allergic to his glasses too, which I think is absolutely hysterical. How are you allergic to glasses?
4: Um, the metal frames, the
1: frames where, where they rested on his face, he, he broke out. Cause on anal, if they'd made them plastic
2: like they were in the book, then it wouldn't have been a problem.
1: (laughs) Well, that's true. And then they just decided they couldn't see G.I. all of his eyes every time. It was just too much.
0: I think it's yeah. hysterical that in the canon, Harry supposedly has the same glasses from the time he's 11 until or before that up until, you know, the time he's 36 or whatever he is in the epilogue because it's like Dan Radcliffe's head is so much bigger.
4: <laughs> well,
1: yeah. he just really liked that style and he just kept going back for it. He did. Sure.
3: <laughs> well, there's like some people that what have that? the same home, football helmet style head. So, I mean, hey.
1: There you go. Yeah. So, anyhow, do we want to talk about Hermione tonight? Or? We're way off course. Oh, oh we're <laughs> supposed to <laughs> talk about story, weren't we? Well,
0: actually, Hermione's not really in the chapters. So Hermione is a lot. That's We've so, got, got Harry. You know, yeah. just, so, just so I'm curious, I know we're only talking up to 15 tonight, but has everyone here finished the fic?
3: Yeah, I finished it. Well, I, I'm not done with the epilogue
0: yet. Okay. I mean, the one which character- I
3: didn't care.
0: <laughs> Scott, are, did you finish it? I did, yes. I mean, just, you, you can choose whether or not to put this out, but my thought, the the one character I like least in the entire story is Hermione. Mm-hmm. Is, it's fun. Because she doesn't, like, our Hermione, she doesn't really do a hell of a lot. She kind of just sits and does her little thing. She, I mean, you know what? She's
3: Daphne. She's Daphne.
0: Daphne. <laughs> why is she, why is she Daphne? I may have missed a season.
3: Well, no, I mean, she's Daphne from Scooby-Doo,
0: right? Oh, from Scooby-Doo. I thought you meant Greengrass, or, or whatever the yeah. hell her name is. No. <laughs> That's not Greengrass. What's her name? Daphne Moon. Yeah, so- that is. Spell? It's Daphne Greengrass. Greengrass. Yes. It's Greengrass. Really? Her name is Greengrass? Oh, okay. Oh.
2: Yeah. And her sister, Astoria, marries Greg. No, I know. I thought I was
0: missing, like, a vowel or something. Greengrass is just a really silly name. But, I mean, that was the thing. It's Greengrass like... Grows all
4: around, all around. Oh, Yeah,
0: okay. I mean, she's a great plot device because, you know, you see Harry... You know how, the impact it has on Harry and Ron, and what it does to Luna, and everything as you go through it, she impacts a lot of people. But she herself I, doesn't really.
2: Well, to be fair, she doesn't show up until.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know that, the last like, third. Uh, yeah, that's actually correct. But yeah, I, that was just the thing in retrospect. I'm like, hmm. But why don't we talk about
2: stuff you can actually put in? Ah! Yes. Okay, well, let's not. let's do that. Let's get Trisha back. When up. we last left our heroes, mm-hmm. um, Harry had decided that. He's absolutely sure Hermione's still alive, and he thinks Bellatrix might be alive, too, and he needs to go to Rest to get his memory of the fateful night at the battle when uh, he took down Bellatrix and Hermione disappeared. So that's I where we have- are. The beginning of this chapter.
0: I just have one question. I I I love this story. I was the one that first suggested it to Sue. I read the whole thing. I've read the sequel. I'm, I'm I just have to read the last chapter of the sequel that just came out. Refresh my memory. I reread nine through fifteen. What was it in the last set of chapters that caused? Just remind me. What caused Harry to realize maybe Hermione's alive?
1: Mister Malfoy, who was too smug for his own good, and said. Things tauntingly to Harry,
2: okay. but said enough to make Harry go, hmm. He pushed mm-hmm. the line. Oh, Also, no, make, said a few things, things. things. to
1: make you go,
4: hmm.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, I love this because this is like the best Star Trek Harry Potter crossover I think I've ever read, and that's probably why I like it as much as I do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the shifting times. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, done The only thing I don't like yeah. about
3: it, I, 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 I don't know why, it just kind of annoys me. It always has. It's always, there's a song. In the beginning. I don't know why, I just skip over it because it kinda
0: of... Oh I always yeah. yeah. I okay. had no idea it was the turnaround song until Sue just told me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it until yeah. I brought it up.
0: I'm actually like Mike too. If it's the song's in italics, I just skip it.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's mm-hmm. a bad habit, yeah, do. she has the one song that she took a line from to give the title to, so she puts that at the beginning of all of them. Mm-hmm. And then there's a different song in the beginning of each chapter that's The the particular line she chooses is supposed to have something to do with what happens in that chapter. Right.
3: Oh, I totally missed it because I just kind of skipped it.
2: Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: She likes a lot of Green Day. She does. (laughs) So, (laughs) sorry, I'm still coughing up chicken coop here.
4: Um. Oh, lovely.
1: I love picking, you know, black boogers. So much fun. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't even know what to say
3: after that. <laughs> you broke me there. I was like, okay.
2: "What do you say?" So Harry shows up at Rebus's. the Tonks is out; she's on stakeout, which is good. And he needs to ask to see this memory because he's got Ron's memory, and he wants Hermione's. And he wants. Remus' memory of that time, and he also wants Remus to go in with him, because he can't subject Ron to that, but he can't handle going in on his own.
4: Right.
3: Well, the thing is, I mean, Remus is, I mean, Remus is level-headed. Well, depending on which situation, if it's a talk about him and having kids, no, he's not level-headed. But the thing is, he can probably detract himself from the situation.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Or detach, sorry, he's, detach.
2: He's more of a calm, controlled sort, uh, whereas yeah. that description does not apply to Ron.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> at all. Especially in this one.
3: Now, I, you know what, to tell you the truth, I was really kind of ticked off at Ron the whole entire time. Well, not, it's just over his portrayal of him. Yes, I can understand Yeah, he's an alcoholic, but the thing is, I can't see Ron not going with Harry to find Hermione. Mm-hmm. And he's with Luna? Honestly, oh, like Luna? Now, now, I like Luna. I love Luna, but I don't see Ron handling Luna.
1: No, that's true. Okay, so, sorry. I'll okay. digress. No, 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 it's good. Um, I like that Remus excuses himself and comes back with some whiskey with a calmer in it because he knows that when they come out of the pensive, they're going to need it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, So they drop in and they start, you know, they watch it. Well, you find out that Remus has used an experimental and currently illegal hex to kill Bellatrix.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Which or, is why they weren't surprised that she just sort of disintegrated, disintegrated or vanished.
1: Vanished because that sometimes happens. These particular spells either make you disappear, set you on fire, or do absolutely nothing
0: to you. Mm-hmm. So.
3: Alright. Well, kind of well, off subject, but on subject?
0: Yeah. Um, come back, Ryan. I just had to unplug and plug in. Oh, sorry, hold on. You plug in all the way. How are we doing? Hold okay. on. Stand by. Right <laughs> <away>. <laughs> Well, I'm sitting here talking, and, like, no one's answering me. I'm like, hmm, I think it happened again. I know. I <laughs> I
1: was thinking the same thing. I'm like, hmm, Ryan's being awfully quiet. I wonder where he
0: went. Because <laughs> <laughs> here's everything I, I said that no one responded to. Number one, I love how the pensives work, because it's supposed to be from Ron's memory, but you can be, like, half a mile away and still like, oh, look at the leaves. Like, like they make an effort to say, oh, you know, Harry was pulled along away from Hermione and stuff. But it still works really, really well. But the other yeah, thing I mean, was...
3: you can get a lot of detail on that.
0: Yeah, where Ron wasn't looking at all. Like somehow he's very he's more intuitive than we thought. But the other thing I was going to say was the spell that that Remus shoots Bellatrix with that like melts her, or yeah. he thinks melts her. I wonder if that's the one Molly used in Deathly Hallows.
3: <laughs> mm, yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> you bitch! You bitch! <laughs> that, like her her waist got really tiny, and then she exploded. Like it was kind of. weird. What
3: was that? What was okay? What what did she? What did Molly do in in the book? What small was it? I don't was think it
0: was red, wasn't it? It wasn't green. It was red because we didn't use another cadaver, but it was.
3: Yeah, okay. It just doesn't say what she. I don't, I don't think, think so. it says. I have
2: to look she it might have been stunning her. We know that one's red, but there could have been other ones as well. Well, in the movie, it
0: was like the girdle spell. It was like her, her mm-hmm. waist got very small. And big. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Mm. And they hit Voldemort with the shatter to glass pieces spell or something. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he like unraveled.
0: Uh, and I was going to say earlier, I actually liked the portrayal of Luna. You could actually make an argument for Ron Luna in this type of story, but it, I understand why. Some people wouldn't want to read that, but I think if it's written well, you can kind of make a case. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I accepted it, but it was kind of like when I first was reading, I'm like, no, then I kind of like, I'm Luna wasn't. Yeah. Well, it's like, if you sit back
0: and you look at it, when they start, Luna is the complete opposite of Hermione in every way. And that's when they first started out in book five. Hermione can't deal with her because she's so completely the opposite of her. So when you think of how different Hermione and Ron are, that you can kind of make the argument that Luna is closer t- to Ron, but I kind of like the part that because Hermione's not here anymore, Luna, who's like her opposite, is the one who steps forward and takes care oh. of the boys for Hermione. I just, I like the symmetry of it.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I but, don't understand that. Yeah. All right. My pensive thing. Okay. Do they yeah. dive in Is their bodies in there or are they like kind of sitting <laughs> in like, they're kind of like spaced <laughs> out sitting on a couch and like, like a little wave. Most. Okay. Their brain from the pensive. Because if you look at it in the movies, Harry's
1: drowning himself in the water. Right. I think in, in canon, you go into the pensive. And in As one of the ones I've logic. read, the whole, yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. Well, he went into the Riddle Diary, too, didn't he?
3: Yes. Yeah, they saw him really like fall into it, but in the, in the other one. Are oh, you yeah,
0: picturing them like when they jump in the pensive like to anyone else in the room? It's like they jump into like a kid's waiting pool or something, or they're just standing in the middle of the room, like up to their knees in water,
2: and that's. <laughs> kind of. I always thought they just you know touch a finger or their wand to it or whatever, and then um, they are still standing there um, with it because. Uh, especially in book four, how would Dumbledore know that Harry's in his pensive to go and get him out if he mm-hmm. vanished?
1: That's true. Except for that the pensive was out and Harry was gone from the office. But yeah.
4: That's true. That's or,
3: cool. no, or the thing is he can look down in the water and like, hey, look, there's Harry swimming around. Mm-hmm. Look, Well, there's Harry walking. Why is Harry walking? What memories evolving <laughs> or something?
0: Maybe it yeah. shrinks you. It's kind of like, like, um, Barty Crouch, the, the, um, the trunk he puts at Mad Eye movie in in book four or in movie um, four. It, it, maybe it just makes you really tiny and you're like floating around. You're like a goldfish.
3: Maybe. Okay. Okay. Because I was just picturing them like sitting on the couch, kind of like zoned out. With their fingers and, like, in they, the water. <laughs> with their fingers in the water kind of thing. I was like, well, they're going to piss themselves sooner or really.
1: later. <laughs> um, just to, to take us back a bit. I looked up what spell Molly used, and it just says a well-aimed lethal spell. It doesn't name it, so yeah, okay. Okay. we don't know. It was something, something like that. Mm. It was the girdle spell. I like that it one. It was the girdle spell. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's lethal if you overpower it. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so they're they're watching this, and we have uh Harry. Oh.
3: <laughs> yes, kitty cat. There, there is a gr- there's a green. I mean, great green stink bug in my room. Mm. I didn't think stink bugs were green. Oh, well, this one is. I think this is, this has been in the toxic
1: thing. Don't let to bite you. You'll become a green superhero. Ryan, are you gone again? Funk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was me. I know. I was, I was getting thing.
0: Nope, there he is. like Bob did this over POV Weekly. Like, every five minutes, just turn off his mic. <laughs>
1: Turn it on and off. Okay,
3: sorry guys, I'm gonna flush the thing down the toilet. Aww. Alright. Uh, uh,
4: uh,
0: oh, this toilet got sound effects, got that, toilet
4: was sound effects. <laughs> that was good. She took the-
1: sorry, I had, I had to, that thing was so gross and
3: gritty. It was really super green, I wish I took a picture of it now. Mm. Oh well. It's, it, it's, it's gone into toilet, Bill. So, okay, sorry.
1: So we come into uh, Ron and Hermione having a little bit of a row and he he's saying, I just wondered, that's all. No need to get your knickers in a twist. And she says, the state of my knickers is absolutely none of
0: your concern. And don't you love they're doing this during the final battle?
4: <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm thinking to myself, you idiots. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Kiss already! And
1: Harry's, like, ready to go kill Ron. And Remus is like, easy, dude. Remember, he, he was
0: not really here. And remember, he's now an alcoholic. He already is pissed enough at himself. Yeah,
4: he's
1: he's done it bad enough. And all Harry could think of is is, you know, oh, God, Hermione, oh, God, Hermione, over and over again. Because he hasn't seen her in five years. And, he, you know, I don't think he looks at pictures and stuff because it hurts him so badly. And this is Hermione right. at the last... He saw her, so yeah, it's really hard for him.
0: And- well, I think I like most about these early chapters too is you don't know where Hermione is, and I don't know if it says in the um, story outline that you read wh- where she is. It just says that it's been no. five years, and Hermione's uh-huh. so like. I really love stories that build up that angst that don't tell you what's going on, and you're yeah. either going to find out that she's locked in the broom closet, or there's something. And, and the fact that it turned out to be like a, a Star Trek thing, which I really liked, like. Like, but I love the fact that going up to here, where his loss is Harry is, and we don't know where the hell she is. Right. So it makes these moments kind of like obviously you, you figure she's not going to be really dead, or else it's, a, it's probably a lame story. But yeah. I, I just kind of like that up until this point, you're feeling it with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, so we're not here all night, you know, we have Ron, he fights with her and he stalks off and and Harry's trying really hard to stay close to her because that's where he wants to be. But the memory pulls him forward. And at one point it says that he's like sliding because he's got his feet planted. Yeah. I kind
3: of li- I kind of like I that like because the imagery, you know what I it is. Yeah. But the thing is, how can Ron? I would see I would think you only could see what Ron would see. Ron's not unless Ron has eyes in the back of his head exactly. how is he seeing Ron? I mean, he probably can hear things and, and stuff like that. Smell. I wonder if there's like smell vision.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we do know from canon that the memories are more detailed than just what the person is paying attention to at that time.
3: Like Yeah, I mean, but I would still say, I mean, Harry yeah, wasn't I would say looking around Sources the
2: courtroom, or- court going, "Oh, look, there's a foggy patch over there," or when he went in, something, something. Tom Riddle wasn't really looking at, or you know, because well, he thought he was really in Hogwarts.
1: When he goes into Snape's memory, and they're coming out of the, the exam. You know, he's trying to stay close to his family and Snape, or, or to his dad, and Snape is going off in a different direction, and they both kind of end up close by. So they're in Snape's peripheral vision, possibly, yeah. and so he can still be kind of close to them. I think that you see more than you realize that you see, and that it's okay. filled in with the pensive. But I do believe that, like right behind your head
0: and stuff, you're not. Yeah, gonna that, see that's things. not peripheral no. vision. Yeah.
1: I mean, you, your peripheral vision, I mean, it
3: can't, it does go, it does go beyond your 180, unless you have really bad eyesight. It, it
0: can't. Right. There should be like flashing words that pop up, in, like when Harry's looking back. This is an artist's representation of what must have been happening behind <laughs> Ron, because we have no official image. <laughs> yeah.
1: So they, they watch her get attacked, and Harry actually sees somebody in a invisibility cloak. He sees a shimmer, and he knows that there's an invisibility cloak there. And so he knows that somebody else is with them. And also, he hears Hermione when Hermione gets taken and Ron comes back. And he can hear the leg breaking and, and oh. stuff like that. It's just like, oh, I know. It just made me cringe last week. Scott and I were talking about it. and That just, it hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's just what I mean. Yeah. Oh. And Ron, I mean, he knows that he's left her, and he tries everything. He just does these superhuman things. He tries to walk on this broken leg. He tries to splint it. At the end, he's, like, crawling and dragging himself along to get to her. Mm-hmm. And, and Harry's thinking to himself, if they had seen you, you'd have been dead because you were a sitting duck. Yeah, I love that there's moment nothing too he could
0: Where he's like, I couldn't afford to lose you, too. Yeah. I thought that was a, a great—because if you think about it, like— He's atoned for the mistake he made, but mm-hmm. now that you see it in the pensive, what a mistake. Like, that's, like, you left her in the middle of the final battle because you had a fight. Mm-hmm. Like, I was stupid. Yeah, but people do stupid the things jealous. all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: But the thing is, he's human. He's wrong. Yeah. And it's something like that. And like you said, he's atoned for his mistakes. And the right. thing is, it's not like he didn't try to go back and get her. Right. Right. Well, he so knew his make, mistake yeah. after, I mean, a second yes yeah, second too late but he knew he made exactly. it and that's the thing that's what it makes up for and the it thing is well done, yeah. he he tried his freaking damnedest to get to get back and mm-hmm. the thing is and that's and i think well, harry seeing that probably yeah that's what made him forgive him
4: right exactly.
3: and the thing is is absolutely right because if but the thing is how fate ha- happens sometimes i mean there's a design for everything. It, it, if, if he didn't break that leg, he could have been captured or killed right there. And you know what? Then Harry would have been totally left completely alone. I mean, how devastated would he be?
0: Oh, yeah. And I'm just, I'm just assuming from what we know from what we read tonight, he probably would have been killed because I believe that everything that was planned for Hermione was planned specifically for Hermione. It's not like if Ron had showed up injured, they could have just done the same to him. It was, right. it was, it was, they would have killed him because they wouldn't yeah. have been able to.
1: Because they knew that Hermione was the one that Harry was in love with, even if Harry didn't know that he was in love. Yeah. I right, didn't and they
3: realize were- um, Draco was just... Everything. Oh, did I jump ahead? Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, just a little.
0: It's in these okay, you can cut chapters, chapters anyways. Yeah. So- mm-hmm. yeah, I love this. We're going in order.
1: Yeah. yeah, we do tend to do that. So Bella says to. something about one minute, and that kind of is important. And also... He She mutters something about witnesses and makes sure that Remus sees her before they send Hermione away. Mm -hmm. And what Harry sees is that she drops a necklace over Hermione's neck and says something to Hermione, and there's a flash of light, and Bellatrix still has the necklace in her hand. And so he knows that it has something to do with... The necklace. Yeah. The thing is... I would think,
3: I don't know, maybe because I was thinking it's more like a, I kind of think the necklace is kind of like a key kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I guess it's, I guess it's not because I thought Bellatrix, because she's holding on to it, Bellatrix would need it too.
1: Well, I think that. Or would we'll go. It, the necklace is just to get you back.
0: Well, she takes the necklace off of Hermione right before Hermione.
1: Disappears.
0: Disappears. And yeah. that's important because okay. I'm just trying later, to remember that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. This <laughs> is
2: very hard for me. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm to chat to be on.
1: Because she, I think the necklace is is mostly to get you know it it gets you going and then it it's controls to bring you them. back. Yeah, it's the stargate. Yeah. It's the stargate. Yes, and it's the gate. It's so once you're already going in that direction, you go. You just can't come back without the necklace.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the dialing. I think this
1: is more like quantum leap. The,
0: well, I believe you could get back with the the neck but the thing the problem is you're it is an issue of being grounded. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm honestly I'm forgetting what I know because I've read the whole story and what I'm supposed to know from these chapters, but I know that if you do the the necklace will keep you grounded in a particular place if you want to be there, if you have that necklace. The 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 thing with Hermione is because she doesn't have that necklace, she's adrift. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 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 that's about. Now I don't remember what it is about the necklace that causes her to, to take off in the first place. I, I would need to reread it again for that because it just didn't stick in my head today when I reread the chapters. But I know that it, it it's something that she's just drifting through. <laughs> so she could end up back here again, but she would just keep passing it.
4: Oh, uh, mm-hmm.
1: Ryan.
0: Oh God, am I Dalek?
1: No, you're not. But I just received an email. Uh huh. It says. Is
0: it- is it from my wife or did I do?
1: No, it's okay. from someone. I asked her how she found PFW. Oh no. She's new on the forum? Yeah. No worries. I'm in absolutely no rush. Just poking around a bit. I work with Ryan and he suggested oh, I check it out.
0: I did? Who is it?
1: <laughs> um, her name is Book Lover something. Hang on. I gotta get back to the right thing. Oh, cool. Her name is Avid Reader 1989.
0: Hmm. I, have no or- I have no idea who that uh,
1: is. Let's see. Sarah? It's MS. I, it's MS. Sarah. I don't work with a Sarah.
4: <laughs> who are you?
2: Uh, a, interesting. Yeah.
0: So. She a job. I think I'm going <laughs> to have to. Uh, no, that was my first thought. I have to get a new job. That was the first thing. <laughs> because Beth has never found us since, you know, PS. Took her wrong and won. Uh-huh. So, oh, that's interesting. Find out who she is. <laughs> I don't know who that is.
4: <laughs> uh, okay. You guys uh, talk. Goodness. I'll try to type softly.
0: Okay. I'm actually going to have to like leave somewhat soon. Sorry about that. I, for whatever reason, I thought we started earlier. So I was mm-hmm. planning around that. I mean, I can give you some thoughts on what I think on stuff that's going to come up, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and then you can just maybe edit me in later. I can be like Phil. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that was the reason I liked the story in the beginning. I liked that it was one where you didn't know what was happening, but you knew there was something up and that there was a story about what really happened to Hermione. I thought the idea was fantastic. What I love about it a lot is because we read fan fiction, we're conditioned to reading the same story a thousand different ways with different pairings and different plots and all this stuff. So I, I have no idea if the author thought of this, but it, seems as though it's a commentary almost on fan fiction itself because like every possible universe seems like just another fic mm-hmm. so there's universes where it's harry jenny there's universes where it's harry hermione there's the universes i'm sure there's some snary universes that would be a great deleted scene if he ends up in a snary universe <laughs> oh my god could you imagine yeah. if there's a universe where you know for well, example there... snape is reagan that would be interesting <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> it's like Harry phases in. It would be fantastic.
2: Yeah. But Snape is yeah. super magic. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Well,
1: you know, all of these things probably happen. <laughs> That's the way there's thousands and thousands of necklaces in that room that say that there's all these different dimensions. So I'm sure that there is a snare, and I'm sure there's a Snape as Reagan. And I'm sure there's even a Snape as Minister of Magic because every thought that you have spins that universe off.
0: And the, and the thing, too, is when you have... Oh, this can sounds you get good.
4: married to Snape?
0: There's a universe you out can. there where that happens. Yep. But I love that because when you... Re- it's like, um, what was the, the uh, Creative Quill, the one we did a few years ago on Pufflaw? Uh-huh. That was the one where, you know, this is the, the JK Rowling wrote about the real world, but she changed the round. This is the unfiltered version of what really happened. And it's pretty much exactly the same thing, but Molly Weasley was green and there was a double set of doors on, double set of doors on Hogwarts and Hagrid wasn't real. And like, it, it wasn't interesting. It was like very minor changes. It was the same basic world. So what I like here is that one of the first things Harry thinks is, Oh, I thought it would be like, you know, am I a Quidditch player or an Auror? Or did I have bacon or saw? It's not like, oh, I'm the Dark Lord now. Like, I like, what I like about how Lorian did it was that all of the plausible worlds that you could have, she kind of, she flashes the whole thing out. Mm -hmm. So you have worlds, you know, you could have one where, you know, Harry jumps and now it's a water world and there is no Scotland and you just sink. Or you have one where the, the the planet's in the wrong place, or something. so you you have different. It's dangerous to jump between worlds because it could be anything. Right. So I I, yes. I I I like that, and I, I it's just it's so interesting to me because we're just so conditioned to do this. It's almost funny. It's like every time you jump worlds, it's like you jump into a different fic. It's just right. sliders. It is. It's, no, it's flying. It's exactly what it is. It's, it's flying. It is. That's jump exactly and they what They can't it is. get back home. Yep. They can't. And then you go to another world and Hermione's been trapped. So he's ahead. But that's the interesting thing. Cause it's like, usually when you read stuff like this, like I, like I'm a child of the eighties. So like when I would, I would watch these, you know, kid sci-fi shows and it's like the episode where they go into the alternate universe where everyone's evil and you can tell everyone's evil cause they're wearing dark eyeshadow and they growl a lot <laughs> and one of them has an eye patch. You know exactly. So that's what it's like. So it's interesting here to say, okay, we're going to jump into. It. So usually, like the prime world is the real one, and the other ones are one-dimensional. There's the world where everyone laughs all the time. There's the world where people growl at each other all the time, and it's they're not real. Here, it's interesting because of fan fiction. It's like just jumping into a different fic. Here's the fic where um, uh, James and Lily never died. Right. We've read that. I mean, that was what was so fascinating to me is that every world could be real. So it's, I I think she did a really good job of showing a good diversity of of the worlds. So Mm -hmm. that's me trying not to go too far tonight. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: So (laughs) anything else for these set of chapters that
4: you can think
0: of? For these set of chapters, I thought it was really funny the uh, world that – Harry jumps into where his parents were still alive, and he has a sister, and I believe Draco had a sister. There's someone else there who yeah, I think was
1: No, Ron's dating his
0: sister. Sister. Ron's dating Draco's sister. No, Ron's sister.
1: No, Harry's sister. Who
0: is Vega? Who is Vega? There's a reference to a character named Vega. I think that's not in these chapters. No, it was. If you search the chapter where um, they're all at Godric's Hollow, I think that was, was that 14, 13, 14? 13, re- 14? There's a character, I think, in the sequel named Vega, who I think was supposed to be Draco's sister in another world, but there was just like a reference. It's when they were all shouting back and forth, and there's like 75 people in the room, and everyone's got a girlfriend and a wife never, there was a reference to a Vega and I think that character comes back later. So I kind of like that foreshadowing. If it actually was foreshadowing. It's actually foreshadowing. If, okay. Yeah. Or if it's not just me forgetting it. But the thing which was kind of cool is, okay, I like the commentary. Here's a Harry who never had to deal with being an orphan, never had to deal with being anything special, never had the, the mark in his forehead. This is, this is the dream scenario. Right. Of Harry. And I remember thinking it the first time I read, he seems a little elitist. Like, he seems like he's wearing, you know, like, really expensive shorts and a polo shirt and is going golfing and doesn't care about the needy. And so, like, Harry's always had that vulnerability to him. And it was interesting because the way it was written was everything was so perfect. Harry didn't have a care in the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of – maybe that was just so I read into it. But I, I kind of liked reading that because it made our Harry seem so much more cool of a character because of the things that have forced him to – Grow right. up versus the other one. It, it was like I have cousins like that who are kind of elitist. Who like you well, know? What I mean, It's a, it just me of that. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was totally uninteresting. To be <laughs> a little bit nicer, but yeah. yeah, I mean, he's nice and he doesn't you know send people off into different quantum universes. But you know, other than that,
4: yeah, and
2: yeah, he's he's the
4: it's not you there. know he's
2: the guy who always had everything he wanted, and so he doesn't. There wasn't the struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's still—he's grown up a fairly nice guy because his parents are nice people, and, uh, and he's married a good girl and stuff like that. And so he, he you know, gives to charity and things, but he doesn't really consider—yeah, necessarily—he doesn't necessarily think about uh, the people who don't have everything that he has all of time.
0: Well, to Lily, he's like, Hermione you set the house up nice." I'm like, "What have you been doing, golfing? Like, you're not helping with this?" And like, that was just the thing that got my mind. It was like he just seemed like such like a. Like, uh, like, I don't think it was supposed to be taken that way, but that was just what I interpreted. Anyway, the last few things I have is uh, Draco Malfoy has the worst alarm system in the world.
4: Someone say Draco Malfoy.
0: <laughs> because this happened to me. I had a problem with my alarm system. Um, a wire shorted out, so it kept going off all the time while I'm at work. And we would come home, and the cats would have been listening to the buzzing for eight hours. The cats were like catatonic. So I'm like, well, this thing isn't reliable because every time it goes off, we don't do anything because we just assume, like, well, what if someone actually breaks in? Ah that's nah, fine. It does this all the time. Right. So that was just that reminded me of Draco. He's like, you idiot! Have you ever thought someone actually broke in? <laughs> there was a
1: wand there for a split second. It can't have just a bit a glitch. <laughs> No! I like, it's actually a
0: wand! There's actually someone here. And the other one is, I love the fact that Sir, um, Nearly Headless Nick is basically, he's like the go-between translator guy.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: that's, that's hysterical.
0: Yeah. yeah. I used to work in a grocery store and we lost power one day and I took one of like the best workers we had and like, okay, I need you to stand in aisle three and hold the slash like you sir or a lantern. <laughs> and that was the thing. It's like, I'm, I'm, I've been, I'm 700 years old. I fought in the battle or whatever, you know, all this stuff. It's like, basically, okay, like, what do you want me to tell her now? What do you want me to tell her now? Yeah. So.
1: Well, and I like that he's like, I, I don't trust you and I'm not sure I really want to do this. And Harry's like, you have to. And
2: he does. So that works out. Cause then we wouldn't
1: have a story if he did.
2: We would not have a story. And the there also, is a, just so yeah. to um, vindicate you, Ryan, there is a reference to a Vega in chapter 15, the last chapter for this group. Um, I'm trying and, to think. Yeah, I'm
0: trying to think. I'm like, I think it's Vega. Then I'm like, well, maybe it's Dora. Then I'm like, no way. I think that's Tonks or Dora the Explorer. I don't know why yeah. I'm thinking. I, I'm pretty sure it's Vega. Vega will come up. All again. it says
2: is someone yelled, Oh, come on, Vega. And our Harry wonders if maybe Sirius has a daughter or something. And yeah, that's right. all we hear. We don't well, the know. Thing, we never see this person.
0: So That would be cool because I remember in Creative Quills thing, I was irritated because I remember thinking in that story, you know, this is supposed to be this, the, the real world that J.K. Rowling, you know, like slimmed down and made suitable for a novel. And I'm like, Harry should have had like more friends who she got rid of and combined them all into Ron or something. I remember saying that. And, and there weren't. I think it would be kind of cool if in most of the universes, there's this character named Vega. And she shows up in that one, and she shows up in one later on, and our world just didn't get Vega. Like, Vega just never happened or whatever. I thought that would be kind of (laughs) cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah, like Vega like got hit by a bus or something, and we just don't have Vega to play with.
1: Vega's the red shirt. Yes. That's it. Are you watching Star Trek?
0: Excellent Star Trek reference.
4: I know, thank you.
0: I've been listening to... I'm re-editing the, the um, season three episode of uh, the, the recap episode, and there's a lot of peon cast ones that you're in. And there's one where you're like, you had to do a Star Trek line. You, know, you had to do Star Trek. <laughs> so I've like morphed in my head, Trisha hates Star Trek.
1: No, no, no. Trisha doesn't, because I just edited the one where I showed Etai the picture of Trisha as the Orion girl. And Etai's like...
4: Trisha. Oh. Wow. (laughs) It's pretty good. I had to leave
1: that one in there. (laughs) Because Etai was speechless. It was pretty funny.
0: What was the line I heard the other day? It's like, Captain Kirk was such a male whore, he didn't even care if the woman was green.
4: (laughs) Well, you know, he
0: didn't.
4: Well, he didn't. In in the
1: the fic I'm reading right now, uh, Snape is the male whore. So there you go.
0: Oh. Sorry, now I'm picturing Ronald Reagan and Nancy doing it. Get out, get out, get
4: out,
2: get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. You're reminding me of, uh there's a, a Star Trek parody, one of the webcomic artists I read had, did called Stalled Trek. Uh-huh. And it starts with the captain's log. Uh, there's really not much going on, and now we've solved this and we've solved that, and now I don't really remember what it is exactly, that I do when I'm not, you know, monsters or... Calculating these things, and then uh, one of the crew women walks by, and he's like, Ah, oh, yes, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it.
0: Oh, you don't want to be, you know the fic I'm reading right now, Sue?
1: No, probably
0: not. No, it's bad. It's it's so bad, it's good.
1: Well, you know yeah. my Kindle address. Just send it on.
0: I'll just send it over. It's literally, it's it's got a really good, like I was telling Genealogy, he's like,
1: you're reading that? I'm like, it's interesting.
0: It's got a really good what? It's got a really good, like, um ha ha moment at the end. Oh, no, it's okay. terrible. But at the end, is a really good mwa ha moment.
1: Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I was listening to this one that I'm listening to that I had no idea was going to be a Snape Hermione. And I was listening to it while I was making dinner last night with Mom in the kitchen. And I totally had to go in this full-smut lockdown. I was like, oh, my goodness, great. He do what? <laughs> and I'm like trying to hit the off button and mom's trying to talk to me and I'm like, um, just a minute, I have to, what? You know. So, yeah, it's pretty hard. How um, did you what and then where did he put what? Huh?
0: <laughs>
1: pretty much, yeah. And then she punched him in the head, so that's- No, I think she head
0: wanted head. specifics too. Trisha would like specifics. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, Trisha can read it. <laughs> okay. Forward me the- so, I wanna really <laughs> know who the hell this is on the forum now I work with. <laughs> I sent her a message, and I have not heard back from
0: her. Forward me the email. What's the email? Well, don't say it on, lay, on the air, but forward me the email. I must know who this is, because I'm going to be walking around tomorrow, like, glaring at everyone in my office, like, is it you? Is it you? I'll tracer.
3: It's probably, Danielle, just to mess with you.
0: A friend of mine from work who I told to listen to this? I don't think so. <laughs> well, I
1: thought that was kind of interesting. All
0: right. Well, I must get going. All right. It's been It's been a blast. <laughs> had a great time <laughs> talking about Reagan and, and whatnot. Um, let me know if you find out who this is.
4: Okay, I'll, I'll okay PM you. No and problem.
1: great
0: story. Love to come back and talk about it again. I'll just next week. Stay, next week, we've I'll be. Got,
1: here. We've got two more weeks of this, I believe. I'll be back. All right.
0: Okay. All right. Bye. T- Bye. Take care, everyone. Bye.
1: <laughs> Maybe next week we could start early, and he could stay a little longer.
2: I thought about that. I wondered if I should come on at six thirty and see if people were here, but.
1: I didn't set it up that way, so hopefully yeah, I'll good. have my computer by then. That's good. What do you? Well, let's, do we want to keep going, or do I want to ask what you're planning on getting? Oh,
3: um, I just fu- I found another bell.
4: Oh,
1: cool. So, very cool.
3: Yeah, Good thing. Well, yeah, yeah, just not happy. I had to buy a whole new computer.
2: No, that's, that's all right. That's
3: yeah. Yeah, but that's okay. So. Sadly enough. I get half of it paid for because I have to do a side job. and don't pay for half of it. Nice. Sadly, I have to pay for half of it instead of having the extra money in there for a rainy day. The rainy day or okay Well,
1: at least you had it for the rainy day.
3: Well, not really. I get it after the rainy day.
2: Okay. It's kind of like my vacation days. Technically, I have not had any vacation days because I haven't. Uh, uh, coming up on a year uh, on the 4th. So after that, I will, I am supposed to get my two weeks of vacation, but I've eaten most of them up already, so I now have four left.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but LeakyCon
1: in Oregon appreciated you coming.
2: That is, that was fun. So. so. we're starting okay. chapter 10. They finally got out of the pen and overlapped Ron and Remus' memories to work out what this education, what this incantation was. Was
3: yeah yeah and uh, I mean, I kind of like how how they said like how they overlapped it. It kind of it's like, oh't no, for some reason, like yeah, like I said, um, I would think a memory is not as surrounding, but the thing is overlapping, I think you can see what it's surrounded, you get more you get more of an area. how about that?
4: yeah,
2: mm mm-hmm. that yeah, works so they they work out that this incantation basically means change a universe. And mm-hmm. Harry's sort of like, uh what does that mean? Uh, I don't know. He did learn from Calpurnia they had this multiverse room. So he's, oh, it's it's Remus who doesn't really know what's going on because he hasn't heard these things. Harry's pretty sure that Bellatrix has sent Hermione into another universe somehow.
4: Yeah.
3: I and mean, he thinks about the time turn- turners and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Did he know about been... the,
3: the door being open yet or no? Yes. Okay. Sorry, I can't you can't remember, remember what, I, about what the whole thing uh, between week. yesterday and today. Okay. Nice. All right. I just wanted to make sure okay. So yeah, so Yes,
2: he's already been he... to see Kilpernia. and learned about that. So now he thinks maybe something that happened in the multiverse room five years ago already, maybe this is a contingency plan that Feltrix has come up with to mm-hmm. go and send off Hermione and um Hope that, in, in case that Voldemort doesn't win. Right.
4: And, mm-hmm.
3: I, I mean, uh, as a true Slytherin, you don't want to beg the one basket. Right. You gotta mm-hmm. look out for your, and you she gotta also look out for wanna,
2: Yeah. But she also doesn't want to tell Voldemort, I'm afraid you won't win, and because that's the recipe for a lot of crucioing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: say, that's a lot of pain. That's a lot of pain. and So she, she likes sort of it? goes
2: behind mm-hmm. his back and comes up with this idea. Right.
1: And Remus wants to know why not just kill Hermione? And Harry says, because they know that this would be harder on me. If I know she's just dead and there's a body, then I can get over it. But they're watching me chase my tail and and, you know, all of it's this. Entertainment. Stuff. It's entertainment, it's entertainment for that. Sure. Yeah.
3: And in so many ways, and this is all I mean, this is it's it's psycho, it's psychological warfare. I mean, it's I mean how often do you see even parents and loved one I mean, someone who loses a loved one and you know what, sometimes their bodies have been destroyed. There's really not there's nothing left. Sometimes you just don't you don't get that kind of you don't get the closure. That's why they have viewings so mm-hmm. Sometimes people just need to see the body just to have that closure and they're like, Yeah, they're actually gone. Right. Even though I don't ever want to have a, a viewing because I don't want people to come up to me, Oh, she looks good.
4: <laughs> I'm
3: freaking dead I'm not good I don't look good I look uh, better alive but
1: hey well that's, that's true just, that's just my that's just me there you I'm go a little stra- I'm just a little strange like that I'm not sure that it's strange it makes a lot of sense but then again your friends so. won't have closure so mm-hmm. well they can see the picture of me <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's yeah. just me yeah yeah so they talk about how that, you know, is, is going to be tough. And Harry figures Malfoy has got to be in it somehow, because mm-hmm. it was his comments that got him thinking about things. And yeah, and the thing is, he's not, to, just, you know, it's not,
3: he's not just taunting him. He's also taunting Ron, too, and he's saying stuff to Ron. Right. And so, and then that's how Ron ended up opening up and saying, it's just my fault, I just left her there when he's in that drunken state. So, I mean... Malfoy's an idiot. I mean, he's like, he's the typical, he's your typical villain has to do the damn monologuing. Right. Kind of thing. In a way. Like any, any other, like any kind of villain there is, real or fake, they actually want to be caught. That's
2: true. Not always, but there are definitely, you know, a number of them that kind of have that somehow.
1: And Harry says, I need to go to Malfoy's. And Remus says, "Is that a good idea?" Tonks told me what happened yesterday, and Harry lets him know that he's probably going to be losing his job anyway. So, anyway, so he's got to go, and he's he has do to it do
3: it now. now before he doesn't have it. I mean, well, it's also before he loses his nerve, before he starts really thinking about over things and stuff like that. Sometimes, as the true Gryffindor, you just got to you just got to react,
1: right? And. Remus says, well, you have to take somebody. At least take Ron. And he says, no, this is my fight, and Ron has Luna to, you know, watch out for. So I have to do this. I let this happen to her. I swore that whatever happened in the final battle, I would keep Ron and Hermione safe, and I failed. I have to do this.
2: I'm oh, yep. such an idiot. So we transition to the Malfoy Villa in southern France. Yes. Of course they have one. <laughs> of course they do.
4: And Duh.
1: this is where Malfoy supposedly was during the war. He had several people attest to seeing him there, but that kind of stuff can be bought off, so.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, um, why would they testify for, for, with the Hell-Self? Who it, is the Hell-Self of the Malfoys? Now, of course they're going to friggin' like for them. That's, that's to me, I mean, to me that was just appalling.
4: Right.
2: Yeah. Think things through, as we've seen in the wizarding world.
1: Yeah. So we have Harry, and he's at the, the villa across the river, and, you know, there's all these muggle-repelling charms on it, so the muggles don't even know it's there. And he says that probably if you're a wizard and you try to land at the dock that you'll get thrown into the river by the charms there. So he has to get across the river and not breach the wards. And this is going to take a little doing. This, mm-hmm. uh, this, I'm, I'm sorry to say this,
3: but this kind of, t- I kind of started skimming this because I was like, oh God, please just get across the damn thing. <laughs> and then I'm like, doing- oh, I can't bring a pun or, or whatever. I was like, Ugh.
2: <laughs> He's doing a skill challenge.
1: He is doing a skill challenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This guy I've been listening to a podcast called Critical Hit and the skills challenges are a lot like this. So he's had to cast a charm on his feet that repels water. So he can literally walk on water because it it repels water. (laughs) I want this spell. This this (laughs) is like way too much fun to play with. And he's...
2: So his shoes, apparently he didn't cast it on the rest of his robes or anything. Yeah. So if he falls over, he falls into the water and his shoes will be up there floating on the top of the river. (laughs) Yeah, It's kind of like, uh it's reminding me of my adventure I had in a canoe at one point. Uh, we were going out with some friends of mom and dad's and uh the guy was in a canoe with me and his wife was in a canoe with mom and um I think dad was off doing something else or maybe he was just uh, waiting on the shore, I don't know. But um, being that he was, you know, uh, at least twice and possibly three times my weight, I was much higher in the front of the canoe than he was. In the back, and I was trying to help paddle, and I dug in too much, and flipped out of the canoe, but, uh, my legs were still under the little, um, cubby hole at the front, because that's how I fit my legs into the canoe. So I was, uh, floating upside down, and my life jacket was, you know, keeping itself on top of the water, but my head was underneath it instead of on top. <laughs> oh, so, no. not so helpful. <laughs> <laughs> It got me out right away, so it wasn't a big problem, but it was a, an adventure.
1: It sounds like an adventure. I have a friend that just went whitewater rafting, and they've got a great picture of... You can just see his arm, and the rest of it's completely underwater as he falls out the boat. So, there you go. So, I have solved the, the mystery. It's not Ryan. Oh, yeah? It's Brian. <clears throat> it's a Death Roll. Ah. Uh... Ah. Oh. So it's somebody new that he's working with apparently. Oh, that was more fun to watch Ryan start panicking. I know.
2: (laughs) Who can this be? Did she actually say Ryan in her thing she wrote? Uh
1: huh. She looked at a picture on the forum and it must have been tagged funny or something. Okay, we've cleared up the mystery.
2: So Harry makes it across to the dock, mm-hmm. having wobbled a little bit on his way, but he didn't fall over. That's right. Um, and, he to... he's thinking, don't look down, don't look
4: down. I know. <laughs> don't fall over. Don't
1: fall. He has to banish the invisibility cloak back to the other shore because magical items will be detected the minute that they pierce the wards. And so mm. he also has to transfigure his wand, he can't take his wand in. As a wand, so he transfigures it into a fountain pen and sticks it back it's in. Interesting room. that that worked. I know. I know. That's what I of, was amazed about.
2: Be a about. object, mm-hmm. but um, apparently he's good enough at transfiguration. It sort of signature Massive. gets his size.
3: Yeah. You know yeah. what? As I say, as I say this before, because the author said so.
4: Yeah, because the plot mm-hmm. said so.
3: So we'll move forth.
1: So he's looking in the window, and Draco's having a party. He's got a couple of hot chicks fawning all over him. He's got some people playing Any of them green? Uh no, not I don't well. know. I don't
2: think it actually says.
1: Uh, <laughs> and uh he's got some people playing pool billiards next to him uh, or in the room and he's not playing, he's he's enjoying the attentions of the women. What were we saying about Captain Kirk a little <laughs> bit ago? Oh no, something yes. else, I'm sorry. Um, I don't
2: that would be interesting though. Um, I don't think Draco would make a very good starship captain in most ways, but uh, nah. I guess it's that bit. Yeah, um, the,
1: the ladies' men thing. Yeah.
2: I like the description of this room. because its He's looking into the study billiard room. He's got these great big mahogany bookshelves full of gold-leaved first editions, which you know he never touches. <laughs> Leather wing-back chairs and little clumps, and and he's got... His billiards table has burgundy felt on it. owned common green does. for Draco Malfoy. Oh, no. Oh, um, no.
1: But it's and funny the, that it's burgundy, because wouldn't that be... That's, that's a Gryffindor color, and Slytherin is green. So that's I know,
3: true.
2: that's what I, yeah,
4: I would think it would be
3: green. I would say it would be green with the Slytherin crest on it or something. Mm-hmm.
2: He should have silver uh, cool g- 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 or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no.
4: it's
1: pretty funny. And, and when you said that thing about, you know, he's got all these first editions, and you know he's never touched them my mind totally flashed to the movie and, and Draco looking at him, like looking at Crabbe or Goyle, whichever one it was. I didn't,
4: I
2: didn't know, know you could read.
1: You
4: read. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: yeah, he, it was, uh, I think that was Goyle, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. It was Harry anyway. So he was the one wearing glasses.
4: Right.
1: And he, so he goes around to the side of the house or does around to the other side where there's a little alcove and he vanishes the glass in the window and he crawls through. And, uh, he he's there and uh a little house elf comes in and, you know, Malfoy's just having a fit, because there's a little alarm that goes, a little chirping alarm that goes off. And,
4: What's going on? and
1: and the elf comes in. The, the wards is intact, mister Mal Master Malfoy, sir. We're just having a slight malfunction and I'm sorry, a slight malfunction in a house elf voice is just it doesn't work for me, but okay. And uh we's handling it and, you know, there's wards. Do that mean people really hate you, Draco, darling? And when I first heard this, I was thinking she was like muggle, which Draco wouldn't have a muggle woman in there probably. But I was—I when she first says wards, I was like, does she not know what wards are? And then as I listened, I was like, okay, I got it. But that was well, the, what slipped into my mind.
3: Well, the thing is, they're French. Maybe they just don't know everything that's happening in England. Mm-hmm. Because you would think, because because at first I thought, I'm like, you're a freaking witch, don't you know who Drake? I mean, you kind of know who Dracoville Malfoy, but you should know who the Malfoy family is. Yes, but then I'm like, wait, the French—they're in a different country, across the across well, across the Channel and everything. Like, that. she probably doesn't—they, she just knows he's rich and he's well influenced. Probably doesn't know everything about the family,
2: right? Mm-hmm. He's being all suave. Just—he's uh he's only put the wards up so people don't steal her away from me. <laughs> right,
3: yes. Oh, because mm. I just want to throw a off right there and there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and the house elf says, well, we saw a wand, but it was only for an instant, and then it, it vanished again, so obviously, there obviously must just be something among the wards, and the is like, uh, did it occur to you maybe there's somebody here with a wand that then hit themselves?
1: And true alert, true alert,
4: true alert, true alert,
2: and So Harry just stands up and because started. they're all looking at the door where the house elf is, and he just, and <laughs> he they just all blasts fall over.
4: the room. Yeah, He sets the pool table on the fire. Mama.
1: And he, you know, gets and Malfoy, of course, is like, what are you doing? Well, first of all, Malfoy's like, remind me to kill my house elf after you've been arrested. And then he says, "What's what brings you here? Career suicide. And Harry's like, I could kill you where you stand. And Malfoy's Malfoy's like, yeah, but you won't. You want something from me. What is it? He still has that sneer, but I have a feeling in the next chapter that sneer is going to be wiped off his face. Yeah. It's going to mm-hmm. be wiped off. It's going slap man.
2: Tip of his nose there. So they banter back and forth for a while Harry says, you know what I want. And, uh, mm. Malfoy says, no, I don't. Uh, the people will be Coming because you set off the wards, and uh, well, I'll just kill you before they get here. And it's, oh, you'd never kill me. You're too much of a Gryffindor. And by this point, Harry basically has hasn't I don't have anything. To lose. You've taken everything that mattered away from me. Um, why shouldn't I just kill you and go to prison?
1: Right. Where's Where's Bellatrix and Where's Hermione? And he's like, Well, I haven't seen Aunt Bella for five years. And She's dead. Yeah. Not so much. And what do you think? I saved the moldering corpse of the mudblood down in my wine cellar or something? And yeah, don't don't set Harry off, man. He's got a hair trigger fuse, and you have been playing with that fuse for a while.
2: He hasn't had much sleep, so you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he
3: just relived part of his like awful nightmares too. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and he's you know. Dullahoff told us. Draco's like, Dullahoff wouldn't tell you. And he's like, he sang like a phoenix. Spilled his guts to be spared the kiss. I can offer you the same. And he calls her a mudblood one more time and Harry smashes him into the wall and breaks his nose. And now Draco's like, hmm, maybe he's serious. Maybe I should stop just, bat- you know, mouth it off to him because he's not going to spare me at this point.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And he calls him mad. Spiegel. Hey, look, Draco grew up.
3: (laughs) It only took like what a couple tries, but hey, Mm -hmm. more than he usually Mm -hmm. does. I mean, less than Harry
2: offers to carve a lightning bolt in his face, and Harry's sort of going Zorro here.
1: Uh (laughs) One of the others, yeah. So Draco gives himself away because he kind of looks over Harry's shoulder, so Harry knows somebody's coming up behind him. So he just kind of expelliarmises behind him. And here's the wand fall and turns around and, oh, well, look at that. Aunt it's Bella. Auntie Bella. I didn't know you were still alive.
2: Interesting. You, have, you say you haven't seen her in years, and yet here she is. Inside hmm. your
1: house. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Nobody can save you now, Draco. Nobody but me. Tell me what I want to know. And Draco just cannot not be an idiot. He
3: just no, is okay. too ingrained. You know what? You know what? I said he grew up, maybe not. Yeah.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: And so, first of all, Harry says, I'm just taking you to the ministry. And he has Draco open up the flu fire and get ready to go. And he just wavers just a second and Draco nails him in the face with flu powder, which just, ah, that's gotta hurt so bad.
3: I mean, if you ever felt like dust in your eyes and stuff like that, like you, like a a little dust storm and it comes in and you know it, that hurts. And can you just imagine what? Who knows what magical properties and well, who knows what's in the name stuff, so
1: Right. And he Malfoy gets the wands away and and gets Bellatrix unfrozen and Harry throws out another wandless spell and silent spell. I guess he's got his wand. And just
2: yeah, nonverbal. non-verbal
1: yeah. So and hangs Bellatrix up by her ankle and
2: Pushed it up into the ceiling.
1: Mm-hmm. And then he goes after Malfoy. And Bella's taunting him. You'll never find her. She's probably dead by now. And Mm -hmm. Harry's like, what did you take from the multiverse room? And Malfoy says, it doesn't matter. It's been returned and you'll never figure it out. There's thousands of them. And he just says, that's it. And he legitimizes him. And he he's kind of fighting through Draco's mind and Draco's, you know, it's all these different flashes draco in the dormitory with pansy trying to press a damp cloth to his towel because hermione struck him and you know how dare she even touch the air of one of the oldest pure-blood wizarding families in existence
2: mm-hmm. and then this is after our favorite slapping scene
1: right
4: mm-hmm. come to see the show you you foul a loads of them evil little cockroach hermione no He's not worth it <laughs>
1: and then there's the whole Gee, she cleaned up nice for the Yule Ball I can't believe You know, he's kind of attracted to her And he can't bring himself to believe that And then uh, The
2: Granger Danger Secrets
1: Yes, the Granger Danger Secrets Sequence And then it's him telling Dalahoff and Bellatrix that he that Harry loves Hermione and just different, you know, flashes and then there's a flash of Bella saying you have to put it away, you have to take it back and it shows him taking the fake necklace in. It shows him attacking Luna and
2: was Calpurnia.
1: Yeah, Calpurnia. And it shows where he actually put the necklace. And then all of a sudden, there's a grip on Harry's arm, and it's the Aurors who have shown up because Bella shot off a spell with her wand, and that wand is registered and the minute she uses it, the auras are notified. So mm-hmm. they have shown up.
2: I think it was an Unforgivable as well.
1: It was. It was green, and it just barely missed Harry. <laughs> Trisha, oh. you can go to bed whenever you need to call. Sorry, I know it's late. Yeah. That's all right. So he says, I'm taking these two with me. And the French orders are like, but, but protocol. And Harry's like, screw protocol. I'm taking them with me. And he calls. And I love this little witch, bored witch person that's in the flu, you know. Purpose of the flu, transport to prisoners. Password. And he gives the password. And he's like, I want doors there and ready. And she's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And uh, Traco's still trying to go on about, you know, you broke into my mind without consent. And my solicitor and Harry says, nobody is going to touch you. You've been harboring Voldemort's most trusted lieutenant for five years. There's not going to be a solicitor for you, dude. So the Draco's like, well, but you said that if I gave you information, you'd keep me from being kissed. And Harry looks at him and goes, I lied. I, lied. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part.
4: I lied.
2: I lied. Yeah. I also kind of like uh, just briefly going back earlier in the chapter um, where he's been threatening Malfoy and getting off to the um, fireplace and then gets the blue powder thrown at him and then he says something like, get up again. It, it doesn't sound nearly as intimidating the second time when the face had sand thrown in his face. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Chapter 12, here's Kingsley coming into the detention facility wanting to know what is going on.
4: Yeah. What the hell
2: She's over there and Malfoy's over there.
1: <laughs> Draco Malfoy? But Harry, he's the minister's pet. She was living in his house, Kingsley. They were working together and I have proof. And, you know, Kingsley's like, whose authority did you do this? And Luna and Calpurnia both walk in and say, on ours. And so they cover his butt.
2: Mm-hmm. So I can, I can imagine. Carrie just sort of going, uh, well, I... <laughs>
4: yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> and then just kind of, of um... staring at him wide-eyed as they walk in. And they spin this tale about finding uh, invisibility cloak fibers that are very specialized, and only Draco could have had something made like this. And then we get our favorite Weasley walk in.
4: Mm-hmm. Charlie? Here comes Percy. No,
1: Percy. Oh. Was he, he in a towel? No, he's in righteous indignation. I know, his, well, I'm just trying his to be-
2: Christmas black ministry robes. He's got them all ironed and everything, mm. even though it's- Starch, the And on the creases.
1: And, uh, and, you know, he's like, what is the meaning of this? And Harry's like, I'll tell you the meaning of this. Bellatrix is strange, is not dead, and your little ministry pet Malfoy has been hiding her from the government for five years. And he's like, but, but, but- Yes? Mm-hmm. Hello Bonnie, are but, you coming in? I God, what the hell is going on? <laughs> well, I can hear. Yep, Here she comes. Come on. She couldn't do that last <laughs> night in the middle of the night. No, I started sleeping with my door unlocked so that she could let herself in so she doesn't get me up at 2 o'clock in the morning to let her in. And she banged and banged and banged on the door. She was sitting in front of it. She couldn't get it open, so I had to finally get up and let her in. crazy dog.
2: Percy says, well, you're obviously, your judgment is clouded because you don't like Draco. And uh, Harry says, your judgment is clouded because you're kissing up for the minister. Um, <laughs> and here's my recording of everything that happened. Right. And Percy's like, oh, uh, <laughs>
1: whoops. <Fair. laughs> mm. Although, as as snotty as Percy is, I wouldn't have given him that recording without copying it first. Because I'd be afraid he'd uh, lose it. Oops. Or mm-hmm. something.
2: Yeah. But so he says, Rest assured this will be investigated thoroughly by the executive staff and Harry, That's good. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> hmm.
1: Yeah. And then he wants them to release Lord Malfoy on his own recognizance. <laughs> and Harry's like, No way in hell And <laughs> Um Light Risk. Yeah. And finally, uh Kingsley breaks in before he says too much because he's starting to say that he's paying off Percy. And uh he says, Well, I'm sorry, there's serious charges against him, so we're going to have to keep him. But if the investigation finds that mister Malfoy's innocent, he will of course have our humblest apologies.
4: You yeah. <laughs> just see Draco they there screaming
1: <laughs> He was actually innocent. Oh dear, I don't think our humblest apologies would work, but yeah. we know he's we know he's crooked and, and so it doesn't matter, but mm
2: hmm. And Harry's lost his glasses back in France. Yep. Um, he's just flew in with the French or to get everything sent over to him or Shacklebolt. And he forgot to ask about his glasses, but he decides to ignore it for now.
1: Yeah, because yeah. they're probably destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I have to go. And King's is like, wait, you know, you have to be debriefed and everything. And Harry just walks in and gets a uh pensive and pulls memories out and goes, here, this is what happened. You'll just have to get it from this. And off he goes with Ron and Luna, because Calpurnia said that she would stay in. Things start giving her the tale of the story. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Kingsley wants to know what's he also all filed in a hurry about. And Harry just looks at him with that look. And he's like, really? You really think she's alive? And Harry's like, yeah, she is. They <laughs> go into the multiverse room, and there are literally thousands of necklaces, and Luna kind of explains that each one is for a universe, and mm-hmm. Ron's just incredulous. So, you put on... They star- have
2: one for each of their, their charted universes, and what right. they do is they have to put them on and activate them, and that sent, sends them to that particular universe and keeps them there, and then they can activate them again and come back. So, mm-hmm. what happens with Hermione is it got activated and taken off, and so she sent off the universe that there's nothing to keep her there, so she mm-hmm. just keeps on bouncing on her from on. universe to the, the yeah. universe. Right. She could eventually make it back here on, on her plate. Hasn't happened. there's yeah, Thousands of them out there. So, if if she ever pops into the right universe again, she would stay because she's got they've got harmonic resonances or something that mm-hmm. connects them to their right universe. It's but, ki-
4: yeah. It's
3: kind of it's kind of like um like a lock and key kind of thing. Like, it's just, like, some, some of the dials fit and some don't. Until you get the perfect fit, then you'll stay, kind of thing.
1: Right. That's well, how I thought. Who knows if she'll survive the, the journey to get back Right, with all of those universes.
2: So what Harry's going to do, because he has Malfoy's memory and he knows which necklace to grab onto, he's going to use it and it will send him to start with to this first universe that Hermione would have gone to. Right. And then he's going to keep the necklace on, but deactivate it so that he can keep hopping after her. And Mm -hmm. when he finds her again, he can reactivate it and use it to get them back home.
1: Right. And one of the important things that Luna tells him is that if you are alive in that universe, then you'll be out of faith and you'll be kind of like a ghost and nothing can hurt you and you won't be hungry or thirsty or anything. But if Mm -hmm. for some reason. And
2: also the people in that universe can't.
1: See you. You cannot see you, right? Uh, but if you're not in that universe, then you'll be in your basically your mortal human body. So something yeah. could happen to you, and you could because die. you can't
3: be. You can't. There's two two of you cannot be there at the same time, right? In some in in that aspect.
2: But if there never was a Harry Potter, or if Harry Potter got killed two years ago, or whatever, he will show up in as Harry, his own yeah. body as he is and have to deal with all the people going. Why did Harry Potter show up? Isn't he dead? Yeah. Right. Uh, or I thought you were
4: dead. Ooh, look who knows so much, huh? Well, it just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Please open his mouth. No, I was only mostly
1: dead.
2: <laughs> so. And they're hoping that Harry will probably get to Hermione quicker than five years because... They have the same sort of universe signature thing and they'll, um, they'll be drawn. They're kind to of like magnets. A bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it could take, it could take him months or years. They really have no way of knowing.
4: Yeah.
1: And so he's ready to leave right there and, and they decide that probably morphing or, you know, showing up in the ministry is not the best idea.
2: And they said, especially oh. in the middle of the department of mysteries.
1: Yeah. So they decide to go to Hogwarts
4: and.
3: Okay, who, well, Luna was trying to explain all this. Who thought the Austin Pargan's going, oh, my eyes crossed.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, no, I've gone cross-eyed. Well, I never saw that, so I don't was, know.
1: It was a lot of information she was throwing at him, and I'm sure he's missed half of it. Yeah, oh, I was okay. missing half of it.
2: <laughs> uh, well, it was fun to read the first time. I have to admit, I kind of skimmed it just now, but... Uh, mm-hmm. They, she did a fairly good job of making the techno babble work. Right. (laughs) I I mean, she
3: set up the parameters of of what this is, and she pretty much kept with it. Mm -hmm. So, which is nice. I'm like, you set up, she set up the rules,
1: so. And she didn't, you know, there wasn't a slivering gibbet or, you know, a whittle of a wisp or anything in there. It was all straightforward, none of the normal Luna things that we, you know, Mm-hmm. Expect- although, although, you know, somebody this says... This Luna's
2: been working on for the past hour. This is her thesis project or something. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. And, but is, is it Ron? Ron says, I regret every day what happened to Hermione, and there's not one second that goes by that I don't hate myself for, and my part in it. But this, this is like searching for a crumple-horned snorkack with earmuffs on. So the uh Crumple Horde Star hack remark actually comes from Ron and not from Luna, which I think is hysterical.
4: That's fun, mm. yeah. Mm.
1: I can just see Luna kind of look at him, get like a little
3: shocked. She goes, mm, "Yeah, Like you do love me." <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So she actually Early. makes him some glasses
2: before he goes
4: because he
1: hasn't uh, yes, remembered this. this.
2: I guess he um, his eyesight must must be a little bit better over the years than it was when he was a kid because he's been wandering around without his glasses and not running into anything. Uh, right. So I guess he must mm-hmm. be okay, probably just fuzzy.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like a stigmatism or something. Mm-hmm. And Ron's, you know, I should have done, I should go, I should be me, and Harry says, you know, I'm glad you weren't there. I could not have borne losing you both. I'll bring her back. You take care of Luna. And so... He activates it, and his world falls away,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we morph to the next universe. Uh, right. We almost I cut off I am going an to say good night on this there, one. This okay,
2: one. just to be mean.
1: But <laughs> yeah, we almost did cut off right here. Good night, Trisha. Thank yes, you for joining us. I'm fine.
3: I'm fine. Hey, I had enough time last night, and I read the whole entire well, pretty much the whole entire thing except for the epilogue. So yeah, well,
1: mm-hmm. that must mean you liked it.
3: Oh, I'm so sorry keeping an eye on two two boys, so I had to stay up to see what the hell they were trying to do.
1: Um, Destroy your hmm. living room? Oh, my God. Did you see that? I did oh. see that. <laughs> your living
3: room. They were trying to build a fort, and the sad thing is I hear rip, rip, and I'm thinking to myself, they got the duct tape out. What the hell did they get the duct tape out for? And I'm thinking to myself, it's duct tape. It's not going to hurt anything. Okay. I'm not going to say anything. Go. Cool. Yeah, I am thinking, like, if they duct tape, they use duct tape on my wood, or <laughs> on that TV, I'm gonna kill them.
4: <laughs> yeah, I bet.
3: But no, they didn't. So, they, they were, they are trying to, they were trying to duct tape the, the blankets together. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well,
1: there you go.
3: That's it. <laughs> and apparently, it did not work at all. So, phew.
1: <laughs> well, it's a good thing they didn't duct tape the blankets to the wood. It's not yeah. Really bad. Yeah. So. Alright, well, sleep well, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Good night. Night. So we have Harry who has morphed into this new world, and he's in exactly the same spot he was in before, so he, he takes a swipe at a tree. This is his way of finding out whether or not he's in or out of phase. Mm-hmm. And he knows that as his hand passes through it that he exists somewhere there, so he just starts walking. And he's not really paying attention, but he gets to Hagrid's hut, and Hagrid's hut is gone. It's, you can see where it was but it's not there anymore, and it's sort of the jungle's creeping in, or the forest is creeping in. And then he looks over at Hogwarts, and it's destroyed. The Mm -hmm. astronomy tower has gone. Gryffindor Tower is open. There's holes in the roof. Bits of flotsam dot the landscape. And he thinks to himself, but I'm still alive. How could this have happened if I'm alive? Mm -hmm. And he heads into Hogsmeade. And he notices that You know, some of the more mundane shops are gone, and there's some that are a little less savory. But I guess if there's no school, then, like, Zonko's wouldn't exist here. And he heads for one of the bars. And I love that it takes him two tries to grab the handle before he realizes that he can't. And he just walks through the door. door. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: He's intangible.
1: Yep. And as he walks in, somebody's throwing an unforgivable curse. And actually, it's probably the AK, and the barkeeper's like, Hey, clean that up! And Harry's like, uh, Where are the MLEs? Where are the oars? Wait a minute, what's going on?
2: And mm. he is
1: not in Kansas anymore, Toto.
2: No, this is a weird kind of world.
1: Yeah, it's a big, weird kind of world. And as he's kind of taking things in, the Death Eaters walk in, and they've got dark marks on, and... and uh They find one of the serving girls is a muggle and they start kicking her and and just attacking her. And then they turn on the bartender and they basically kill him because he's hired a muggle. Mm -hmm. And Harry's not loud, apparently. No, flabbergasted about this. And he looks at one of the dark marks and he notices that while everything is the same, there's also a lightning bolt scar.
2: Yes. And earlier when they were Proving this girl was a muggle because she has a serial number on her arm. Right. And some sort of symbol that probably is your classification. So Mm -hmm. apparently everybody has, uh, everybody's, either everyone or all the muggles and muggle-borns are cataloged.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've been branded, basically. And they mention Lord Potter, which I don't know if you said or not because you disappeared again
2: for a minute. No, I did not.
1: And now he's thinking to himself, Lord Potter. Wait this can't a minute. Be happening. This can't be right. I wouldn't, I can't be a Dark Lord. I couldn't. And he's, you know, oh god, oh god, oh god, he's thinking to himself and he's like, ah, oh, friends, I gotta find people.
2: And, and what happens if Hermione shows up here and comes looking for Harry Potter and gets killed?
1: He tries to go to a phone bo- booth, a call box, and he's trying to look up Hermione's uh, parents in there and, and he can't because he can't touch it to turn the pages. And this is totally a scene out of Ghost, you know, where he can't. And so he's like, well, what do I do? What do I do? And he's like, oh, well, I'll go to the burrow. So he goes to the burrow, and it's gone. The house is just nowhere to be seen. There's a lane and tracks, but there's, nothing, there's no house. There's nothing there. And pretty soon he hears the twins coming, and we find out that Ron has gone over to the dark side as well. Because, you know, they have cookies over there, so Ron would be there because that's what he, <laughs> he's going for yeah. the food. And that it wasn't Tom Riddle that got to Ginny in the, uh, what's the word I went down in Slytherin's...
2: The Chamber of Secrets.
1: Thank you. Chamber of Secrets. It was Harry himself. And we don't know what he did to her, but it was unspeakable, and she's never recovered from it.
4: Yeesh. Yeah.
1: But while they're talking, they walk past him and actually end up almost walking through him. And as they do, the bag that one of the twins is carrying goes through his head and he sees what's inside of it. And he thinks to himself, well, maybe I can just stick my head inside the phone book and I'll be able to figure out where Hermione's parents live. And so that's Mm -hmm. what he decides he's going to do. And he's he can sort of apparate. He just concentrates on a place, and he goes there. It's not really apparating, but that's kind of how he thinks about it.
2: It works well enough.
1: It does. And so we go into Hermione's parents' house, and we find out that she is off at Oxford, that she left early. Her mother's all upset because the house is empty. But it's Hermione, and she's in Oxford with brilliant... Brilliant people to have discussions with and lots and lots of books. And she's just totally in her element and is thrilled to pieces.
2: So this Hermione apparently never became a witch or never went to Hogwarts. And this also tells him that his Hermione would have been out of phase here the way. So she couldn't have got herself into trouble, Mm -hmm. even if she did see some things that were not so great.
1: Right. And he kind of goes up and wanders through her room and checks out her drawers and things because he wants to make sure that she didn't go to Hogwarts and there's nothing there. There's no sign. So he thinks to himself, hang on, Hermione, I'm coming. And we change chapters.
2: Mm -hmm. And he heads for another...
1: You keep disappearing. He heads for another what?
2: Universe, is what I said. Ah. So So for chapter 14, we don't follow Harry just yet. We... Dick back to Luna and Ron, mm-hmm. who have been sort of hanging around the ministry after Harry went off.
1: Well, Luna's being debriefed because, or interviewed or whatever, by the Aurors because it was on her word, partly on her word, that Harry went after Draco. Hmm. So. Or at
2: least that's the story anyway. Yeah.
1: And they're sticking to it. Yep. So.
2: And she really doesn't remember She's saying to people, she just sort of goes on autopilot, really.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And she realizes later she's been saying a bunch of stuff and doesn't remember any of it.
1: Yeah, she's really distracted because when Harry left, she felt a shift in the universe. Mm-hmm.
4: And she's was weird.
1: terrified that she's caused some irrevocable damage by letting Harry go. Mm-hmm. And,
2: and Ron knows she's worried. He can tell that. And says, you know, he'll, he'll come back. And uh, he's worried about, you know, what if she doesn't and, and then she notices that Ron doesn't have a cup in his hands, yes yeah. weird. Oh, because Ron goes into the kitchen, having left her in the living room. They've gone home and they have glass and such and he comes back and there isn't anything for him.
4: And she's
2: You are you you're not drinking? And He says
4: she says say
1: he
2: Yeah. He'd love to be drinking something right now because things are messed up, but she needs him more, so he's not going to.
4: Yeah,
1: You, for five years, you've been there for me and Harry, without questions, without judging. I don't know how you stood either of us, especially me, this long. How can I abandon the one I love, you, when I have a chance to return the favor? So mm-hmm. he is going to try to stop the booze and He's going to take care of Lena because that's what Harry asked him to do and it's the right thing to do. And
2: yeah, and she describes to him, you know, it's not just that she's worried about him. She is, but she felt this ch- change. The, the, yeah, she felt this change when he left. She felt him leave and it doesn't feel the way it did before. Every changed focus or something and things are slightly crooked. She doesn't really know how to describe it. Mm-hmm. Ron says, well, you know, you've, you've said to us a number of times, the universe is out of balance. And mm-hmm. what you're feeling now is the universe shifting back a little bit to the way it's supposed to be.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And it feels weird because it's been cockeyed for so long.
1: Yeah. And that gives her hope.
2: Yeah. And she's just,
1: yeah, that, that was what she needed to hear from somebody. And thank goodness it was Ron. He, you know, We talk about Ron growing up a lot, and he spent a lot of this story so far not growing up, but I think he's taking his steps to growing up right now. And then we jump back to poor Harry, who has, you know, he's waiting at Hogwarts for the universe to phase him out, and he's thinking about, you know, maybe I could go and kill myself, the other me, and then I could save all these people, but no, I have to go get my Hermione. I can't. Maybe I can come back later or something, but I can't do it now. Mm-hmm. And then he disappears, and all these things happen. He, like, jumps, drops through all these different worlds. He's, like, in water at one point, and he's in a desert at one point, and
2: he's... Yeah. He, there's a version of Hogwarts where it's all fortified, and there's battle happening. There's dragons flying over the place, mm-hmm. and then he's somewhere else. and uh, He's in... There's no Scotland. There's just water everywhere. And then he's somewhere else and it's the desert and then he's at another place and there's just gray stone and some sort of dome structure. It's a sci-fi hog or Yeah. He's gone to pig farts or something. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. And at one place there's light that's really bright and the sky is really, really pale blue and there's two suns that hang in the sky and just, yeah, all these different places. And then and he's back.
2: These are, these are places where either Fortunately, in some of them, or he would have drowned in Waterworld. Or the universe is just so different from his that he's flung on pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, he just keeps getting tossed, tossed, tossed. And if that's happening to him, it probably happened to Hermione as well.
2: Mm-hmm. And then he's back outside a Hogwarts that mm-hmm. looks pretty familiar. But he must be here because his hand is going through the tree again. So this isn't... He'll just have to sort of search around, and he won't be able to talk to anybody, and he's kind of weary about this whole thing, but he's going to do what he can, and right. then... He runs in and nearly hit this neck,
1: and it's like, Harry Potter! And Harry's like, you can see me? And he's like, well, yeah. Married life not treating you well? And Harry's like, uh, I'm not married. <laughs> what do you mean married? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you hit your head? <laughs> Have you been hmm. in the fire whiskey already?
2: You do seem a little more translucent than usual, or did something happen? Uh,
1: and Harry finds out- I that- can't
2: talk about this, uh, right now. I just, I have to find Hermione Granger. Do you know where she is? And Nick says, uh, well, she lives in Godric's Hollow with you. So, uh,
1: Yeah, and Harry's Nick, gone.
2: Uh, but then Harry goes, leaves. Mm-hmm.
1: And Harry, you know, he's been to Godric Hollow once before, and it was this miserable, awful place, and you can't imagine why, why would he make somebody live there? And he gets there, and it's nothing like he remembers. It's this beautiful house and all of these things. He was there earlier visiting it with Ron and Hermione. He actually picks up a rock and throws it through the window because he's so angry at what happened, and he's just... You know, but that's not where he is now. Mm-hmm. And Better. now he's seeing the house as it was meant to be, full of love and light and laughter.
2: Aw. Yeah. And- this this <laughs> is the universe we were talking about with Ryan. I don't know if we'll be editing things with what he says or what, but mm-hmm. uh, this is sort of, it's almost Harry's perfect world. Right. Because he's just sort of standing there looking at this house. It's, it looks so nice, and there's... Um, nice little curtains and a cobblestone walkway and the door is well painted and there's an owl door knocker Mm -hmm. and he's just about to head into the house then he hears voices and i think we work out that some of them are they're weasleys the first ones
1: actually the first ones are his parents
2: that show up oh yes Mm -hmm. so he doesn't recognize them yet yet and uh is this voice is saying says apparition words there's Huge, why is it so far? He's ending, he's going to end up like moody and, uh, oh, move up to be secretive and, oh yeah, you don't work with him. And there's just banter back and forth between mm-hmm. these people. And then at one, they mention each other's names. Right. And Harry realizes this is his parents. Right. And he turns around and
1: he's frozen.
2: Yeah. He, he can't even move. They sort of move around him and there they are and he sees what they look like and if they had been, if they hadn't been killed, and Lily's, you know, telling James that don't tease him about anything tonight because you know they've only just got back, and um, yeah, that right. James, his own, tease him. No. he, you know, tries to say mom, and dad, and they don't hear him, and then again his own voice comes from the house, just waiting on what Ron, and how is work, and and then there was another voice that says oh it was we had a lovely time we're glad to be home and he instantly recognizes Hermione
4: right there she is
2: so he into the door and there is Hermione yeah and that is where that chapter ends we're on into chapter 15 and he just can't believe it Mm -hmm. this is Hermione
1: this is Hermione he's never seen her she's yeah happy and tan because she's been in the Mediterranean on her honeymoon, and she's all grown he, up.
2: He hasn't seen her as anything other than 18 for five years because mm-hmm. there's been a couple of photographs occasionally when he can bring himself to or just the memory just now, which was terrible anyway. And here she is, the way that she would be if she'd never left. Or how he hoped she would be. And Dobby, they've, they've apparently hired Dobby
1: He's talked him down and, and came. <laughs> I love Dobby.
2: <laughs> Lily is trying to, you know, convince them to, you know, why are you moving to this small place? You could be living at the manor. And well, uh, this is where we, the person Harry ever knew. Hermione's worked so hard fixing it and it's wonderful. And, um, I guess that's the, probably a comment that threw Ryan off a little bit, but um, I can definitely see Hermione having her own ideas about what they want in a place and she's, she's probably got the, the flow chart or the to-do list and he just has to, you know, move things every now and then.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm sure that's it too.
2: And then Ron comes in and uh, he's looking, yeah, your, your award is, you know, across town from here. <laughs> it's so big. Oh, well, well, we'll key you in as soon as we can. We, we just got back, you know, yeah. and, Give and us this an Ron, although, also, um, you better flew to me. first. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, we we have just got back from our honeymoon, and, well, you never know what might be happening. And
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Ron, of course, goes purple. Uh, of course. But Harry, our Harry is uh, almost a Hermione, because Ron looks great. He's not, you know, not having been an alcoholic for four years. He's doing really well, and um, he's brought this girl that along. The youngest Weasleys are there, not just Ron. So yeah. it's the twins and Ron and Ginny, and also this other girl that Harry doesn't recognize, and it turns out to be Harry's younger sister.
4: Yeah.
1: So Ooh. Apparently
2: that's who Ron's with in this universe. <laughs>
1: Ron is dating. <laughs> You're dating my sister? Well, you dated mine. So mm. the, and we have more banter, and it's good banter. Yeah. And he just kind of slouches in the, the corner because our Harry slouches in the corner because... This is a perfect world, but it's not Mm -hmm. his world. And he's sort of, he's not even jealous about it. He's just, you know, kind of amazed. He can't really
2: believe all of this. This, Yeah. This seems too good to be true. Um, Yeah. Imagine things going this way. And then Sirius and Remus come in, and they look pretty good, too. And Sirius has a a girlfriend or a wife that he's accompanied by. Or possibly
1: uh, a daughter named Vega, we're not sure. We just know there's somebody named Vega. Mm
2: -hmm. And a dark-haired youth named Altair. Yeah, Harry's kind of trying not to be jealous of himself because almost everything he's ever wanted, he gets to see Lily ask Hermione how things are being married to Harry. And uh, it's apparently wonderful.
1: We find out that Lily's teaching at Hogwarts.
2: Um, Oh, yes. Lily's a teacher. She's become the new... Um, the new charms teacher, I yeah, believe, yeah, or the is, the, is he still there?
1: No, she took over for Flitwick. And Hermione works in the Department of Mysteries, which mm-hmm. triggers something for Harry. Our Harry. It's hard to keep these Harrys straight. And Harry thinks to himself, "Ooh, Department of Mysteries. Maybe she'll know a way that I can speed this process up." Because he, this is this is just too hard for him to see himself as happy as he is, and everything, and to know that his Hermione's still out there, this is just killing him. Mm
2: -hmm. So... And this is an interesting point as well. During their conversation, we find out that what happened is somehow must have stopped Voldemort. They they were killed um, on Halloween in 81, and Harry wasn't, and neither were Lily and James. It's been 23 years, and they somehow sacrificed themselves to stop Voldemort. We don't that's all we get to know right. but it would almost be it would be interesting to learn more about what happened in this world at this point it's kind of it's one of the ones it's always easier to write stories about when bad things are happening than when things are good but you could almost go into the history of it and see what happened at that point or i mean people could write
1: we could have i mean they do fanfic from this fanfic
2: mhm so apparently the harry from this world it's kind of ribs her a little bit about the Department of Mysteries because it's the, that's where the basement where all the kooky people go. Yeah. And First secretary of something or other.
1: He's thinking she'd make a good teacher. Lily says that they ought to be, uh, you know, maybe working on having their family because James is really wanting a grandkid. And Harry mm-hmm. says, well, at least, you know, we've got to, if Hermione's going to go and work for Hogwarts, then it's good there won't be any kids there yet. And she says, well, you were gone by the time I started working there. And he says, yeah, but my sister wasn't. I've heard some stories about what you did to her. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, how embarrassing it was having your mom teach you charms. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hermione would be taking over a Transfiguration if she goes for it, probably because McGonagall's thinking of her.
4: Yeah, she wants to retire.
1: And
2: our Harry is just trying to put all this together, how weird it is. For these three universes to be so completely different versus this universe that he's in now, and he doesn't—he's trying to think of what the choices would have been that changed things. He doesn't really—he can't really figure out what this could have been. And did Tom Riddle decide not to do
1: Horcruxes,
2: or did um, Snape decide to, or did James decide to be nicer to Snape, or right. when he did he become a Dark Lord because he'd been sorted into Slytherin, or? Was it because Hermione wasn't there? There's so many variables that it could have been. And he realizes that this Harry, even though he has a lot of things Harry wishes he had, he isn't really the same person. Right. Because they've had so many different experiences. They won't really turn out the same. And this Hermione is different too. She's mm-hmm. a lot more confident and she's, you know, used to being well dressed and sophisticated now. Right. Because the potters have money. Right? And then, yes, this is, You'd said earlier where he sort of thinks, oh, Hermione's an unspeakable, maybe she can help.
1: Right. So he goes back to get Sir Nicholas. And Nick's not exactly up on
2: this idea. You know, it's called
1: haunting he's a haunting place.
2: Haunting the castle. He's not, he's not gonna go gallivanting off to Goggak's Fall. Oh, he's supposed to haunt the castle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Harry's like, how do I, how do I get you there? Do I hold your hand or, or what? And Nick's like, if I'm sharing your space, He's kind of got that "your" thing going, if I'm sharing your space, it'll transport me too. And Harry's like, huh? <laughs> and Nick just kind of fuses with him. Oh, that's the way it works. And yeah. we get back to Dobby trying to clean up and Hermione trying to talk him out of it because she made the mess. Dang it. She should be the one to clean up. Mm-hmm. And so and Dobby's
2: she, not having any.
1: You know, and she won't give him a direct order, so Harry comes in and gives him a direct order, which is, go away and let us clean up the dishes. And he's, you know, Dobby's sort of conflicted because on the one hand, he's been given an order, on the other hand, he's been told he can't help, so he's not quite sure what to do here, but he goes away. Yeah,
2: yeah. and uh, Hermione sort of chides him a little bit, and, and he's says, good blissful dreams all night long because I bossed him around. Right. <laughs> She likes getting orders, apparently.
1: And then they start to have a moment. And Harry's just standing there going, Uh, hurry up, Nick! we got to interrupt him before this gets going too much! And Mm -hmm. Nick comes in, and he, you know, Harry's immediately, is something wrong? Did Dumbledore send you? And our Harry's going, Tell him you need to speak to Hermione alone! And Nick's like, uh, nothing's wrong. May I speak to your wife privately, please? And Harry's like, sure
4: why? And
2: Okay. And so he heads off. Yeah. And she wants to know, okay, what's going on? He says, I had a, a visitor this evening. Um, Do you happen to know anything about multiverse theory? Because that's what Harry's prompting him. Yeah. This Harry's whole time.
1: Telling him things. And she's like, it's classified. And he, and Harry's like, tell her you got someone with you who's from another universe and who's out of phase and he needs help. And he's looking for someone. But don't tell her who I am. And, She's like, really? Who is it? And Nick's like, I can't tell you. And she's like, but, but I need to know. And so he starts questioning, you know, he starts questioning her through Nick and we find out that
2: explaining about the crystal and everything.
1: Yeah, that there's a way to kind of modulate it, program it to a specific signature. And they know about this because they had this rogue that was stealing from the bank.
2: Other universes. Yeah. And he'd go somewhere where he didn't exist, so he was in phase, and he could grab stuff from the vault.
1: Because his, his DNA matched.
2: Yeah. So he'd go stand in his family vault and then head off to another universe and
1: steal things. Not a good right. guy, this guy.
2: Apparently not. So Harry's trying to find out, okay, uh how would we program things? Would it need to be a specific kind of crystal? Um, And she's just trying to... keeps asking who he is, and he just says it's a friend.
4: Right.
1: And... He starts to go out of the universe. He starts fading okay. away. And now Nick's going, Harry! <laughs> and she's like, Harry! <laughs> and Harry's like, tell her I'm okay! But he doesn't know if it, if Nick heard or not. And mm-hmm. there he goes again.
2: she has been giving him answers and then he can't quite, not enough to figure out what to do. Right. And uh, sentence of this chapter is, The universe, either the multiverse, either did not hear him or did not care, Mm -hmm. and that is the end for tonight's podcast chapters. It is. You will will have to come back next week to hear the rest of them and the epilogue, and see what happens. Will Harry get to Hermione? Will he manage to figure out what to do with this crystal thing, and how does everything work out?
4: Yep,
1: because we want to know if Harry is going to find Hermione. That's the big
4: thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we hope. we're probably pretty sure that he will, because, you know, that's the whole point of the thing. but you no, never know if it will actually turn out.
1: <laughs> because he could find her in a different universe and just decide to stay. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen.
2: Or she could have run into some horrible fate.
1: She could have run into some horrible fate. Yeah, that's true.
2: Is me me do. But of course, you could always just read ahead, but you could. You we will do be podcasting on the rest. Got uh, Trisha next week.
1: And hopefully, we'll be able to start earlier and we'll have Ryan and Trisha for a little bit longer. Yeah.
2: So. And right. Next time, I have to remember to ask Ryan how he came across this and why he recommended it because I keep meaning to do that and then not do it.
4: Yes, yes. We need to find that out.
2: Hopefully you've enjoyed our coverage, and that is it for this particular episode of 100 Big Weekly. I think we're on, oh, I don't know, 60-something? 60 60-something? 60 um, well, 100-and-some.
4: Yeah.
1: You
2: know.
4: These.
1: I guess, are, actually,
2: we're in a time warp right now because we we're recording these ones out of um, order. weeks before the last um, set of podcasts. So um, right now it is the very beginning of September, and by the time we record the ones you heard before, it will probably be in the middle of September, and you won't be hearing these until who knows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this is episode so, yeah. 200, if all goes wrong. Is right. it really? Yep. And the last one is episode 201.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah. milestone episode.
1: Yeah, it is. We should... I thought about changing it.
2: Yes. So. End up having other things happen and edits out, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. I guess, uh, Ryan got to show off on the milestone episode. It's,
1: it's true. That's true. I guess I should have looked at it and known that it was a real milestone episode before we, uh, got going on it. So.
2: Oh uh, well. We'll see what happens. Yep.
1: And with that, we will say good
4: night.
2: Good night, everyone.
1: Hope you enjoyed this episode.
2: Thanks for joining us. on to the wonder that those folks brought to our
4: lives.
3: keep each other safe keep faith good night